0: Everybody. Merry Christmas and welcome to a festive Bang Bang podcast. Um, I've not really worked out how it's going to be festive yet, but we'll word we'll out along the way. Um Yeah, well, we're fully into the festive season now. I see if I can see festive a few more times before we uh, actually start the show. Um As I said last week, from tomorrow, we're going to be releasing the show every single day for the next 10 days. So, this is really the kickoff of the, the bang, bang, festive period. That's the last time I'm going to say festive. Um, so, yeah, last week we were in Russia. Well, I wasn't in Russia, but the show was half in Russia with Mark, Mark Bowen, um, the social media manager of St. Peter- Petersburg's, I'm quite drunk already, English language account. <laughs> um and it, I mean, the Russian internet quality was fantastic, considering I recorded with a, a man in Lewisham a few weeks ago, it sounded like he was stuck in a well. Um, not naming any names, but uh yeah, definitely Russian internet is is the best. So and it was minus 30, I think, at the time he was recording outside in in Russia. So yeah. And Zenit St. Petersburg's got a, a free all draw with Chelsea the night after. So I'd like to think we brought good luck to, to Zenit um but yeah wcw psyche 2000 wasn't great though was it come on i mean that was probably one of the choices where when i left it to the guests to pick the show that was when i was kind of a bit um, not too sure about it. and watching it back i think when i watched it back first time without actually taking any notes i quite enjoyed it but i actually wasn't probably watching the show i just listened to the commentary when i took notes i realized actually it was a little old bollocks to be honest but um but yeah, so that was last week, and yeah, so from tomorrow, Christmas crackers—they'll be in your inbox or in your wherever you get the podcast from. So look out for those. This week, well, as it's the Christmas period, we're joined by a man who takes his name from something which is eaten at Christmas time. Um, I mean, if you're if you're a vegetarian, possibly not, but um, and a an inspiration, I think. <laughs> this guy he's blushing now as i'm saying this but say don't be saying that <laughs> oh, mate. he's crying no 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 so it's the the one and only uh foul original oh mate thank you very much merry christmas and welcome
1: to the show merry christmas every year i eat frankincense as well that's where my name came from okay Franken-
2: right. mm. yeah good yeah nice yeah. Yeah
1: uh i'm very well thank you so much for having me on here for christmas i haven't really recorded anything for ages and i've wanted to rec- i've wanted to be on bang bang for like about a year and yeah. this is so fun so thank you so much um and thanks for the thanks for providing beer i don't know how you did it but there's a beer near to me right now
0: oh so is that what what exactly are you drinking
1: um it seems to be a beer uh mm. not a big not a big beer connoisseur uh no. this one in particular is i think it's a hobgoblin it's a pale. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, it's a
0: yeah i'm firmly on the europis tonight heineken uh <laughs> small cans of heineken but it is europis um i've not brought the sherry out yet it's not pro- probably christmas but oh, do you drink sherry 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 is a strange drink it
1: it's weird like i, I like port like I yeah. really like port. Um, a little, a little snifter of port every now and then isn't too bad. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure about sherry. Um, I, I, am gonna sound like like I'm not a dot cotton. No. Like, okay. I think I smoke as many cigarettes as dot cotton, but I'm not a sherry kind of person. Just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it cigarettes, just, just loads, just like dot cotton, just sitting there in the laundry just, just smoking away. Smoking
0: yeah. Away. yeah waiting for mr mr papadopoulos mr papadopoulos Papadopoulos, where
1: are you (laughs) like every single time to be honest yeah i've got into eastenders recently i watched an episode the other day got like transfixed um current eastenders current yeah current eastenders um accidentally had it on uh, obviously we've got like lockdown stuff happening so bbc one has had like you know interesting stuff happen about seven eight o'clock uh, boris popping on and stuff and the other day boris popped on and then eastenders came on and i was like look at that bonus yeah. um yeah eastenders have been pretty good recently um
0: mm. okay i've not watched eastenders probably i, I got in a, in a period of the sort of early 2000s i got heavily into soaps again for some reason um but I never used to watch them, but I used to get the, 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 I mean, I used to buy the sun. Sorry, I'll admit it. It was a long time ago. I've, you know, I've learned from my mistakes. But you used to get the free TV mag on a, on a Saturday. And you used to be able to yes. read the head then that was how i kept in touch with the soaps i, think I used to watch them i used to read the tv Mag. you read the spoilers you yeah, sat there and read the spoilers yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. you <laughs> yeah.
1: like, like to be honest yeah wrestling and soaps aren't that different if you None. watch this morning like they have spoilers they have certain spoilers about things that are happening and then other spoilers that don't fully tell you the story so it's like yeah. you know pick up any tv mag and it tells you what's happening on christmas day on eastenders on yeah. the cover but you get like a little a little hint of it. You got to watch the show to get it, just like spoilers, I guess. I yeah. mean, I guess that makes Terry Wogan, like God rest his soul, the Dave Meltzer of soaps.
0: I suppose, yeah, yeah. Well, that's... a Yeah. Um, I can imagine Dave Meltzer presenting Children in Need or uh, or the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> oh,
1: he'd be great with. He'd be great at that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's so good to see him out there just laughing at it, giving it out the, giving out points. He'd yeah, love yeah, that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh my god, wouldn't he? Just there, giving out extra stars the Japanese team.
0: I've got to Japanese teams. I'm gonna say like, Japan aren't in are
1: they? But they would be that yeah <laughs> yeah, they be, for yeah.
0: That. yeah. Um, I used to watch. I got into. I watched Hollyoaks in the early 2000s only because the omnibus was on uh Do they still do? Because uh, the East Eastenders omnibus used to be on a Sunday afternoon. Hollyoaks <laughs> omnibus on a Sunday morning
1: that's how i felt that's how i kind of fell into these shows to begin with because i was like oh it's an omnibus oh my god this is really good it's three hours of just like greatness yeah. Hollyoaks, i could never get into but no. how
0: was Hollyoaks like at that time it was good it was good well i say it was good it was it was on and i had a hangover generally so it was just <laughs> kind of you're just looking at the pictures, it's not really taking it in um True. and i used to i got into emeraldale Quite heavily in the uh, in the late nineties, early two thousands. We had a good chat about Viv Windsor a, couple of episodes, a few episodes ago, uh, but and the Wall as well. Yeah,
1: like there was a period of time that I watched Emmerdale. Um, I, I just like I think it was one of those shows. Like I tried all the soaps, gave hmm. them all a go. Um, I used to watch all the Australian soaps, and I oh, really mate. loved them I mean, like, So obviously, like that's like. Um, but I watched one recently, like when lockdown first started, they started playing this show called the Heights. Yeah. The Heights. Yeah. It's like the weirdest Australian show I'd seen ever. But for some reason, I think the BBC had bought like four seasons worth and they were just playing them every day. Um, And I was watching them every day. Uh, And there were, it was just a very strange show. It's kind of like neighbors, but a bit more adult and a little bit more like up to date. Uh, But yeah. Soaps, soaps and
2: wrestling.
0: Yeah. My Neighbours podcast never got off the ground, so I threatened to do it for uh, for a few months. But I was going to do a, a Neighbours rewatch from the first episode. Oh, that, that would be interesting. It is It would have been good. It would have been good. Yeah, I approached several Australians to see if they wanted to come on. <laughs> I messaged Rhea Ripley, so she wanted to do it with me, but she didn't get back to me. Um Who else? I think I messaged Was it Emma? Was it, is she, is she tiling? Emmeline, em, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think she was, she was Australian. She didn't get back to me either. Um, mm. Paul Hogan, I messaged him. He didn't get back to me. I can't think of any other famous Australians really.
1: Um, uh, Carl Kennedy carl kennedy uh you know know, actually funny story yeah very quickly so i tried to get an interview with dave benson phillips um Mm -hmm. during the beginning of my like tenure and i still technically have his details and i still technically could get in touch but anyway yeah his agent um managed two people and i remember when i messaged like looked at the website i was like let's see if it's legitimate he's got dave benson phillips but who else has he got dr carl kennedy those were his two clients i think they still are but I like the fact that you could, you know, you could call him up and say, I'd like to book a client. And he's like, got Dave Benson Phillips. And he's like, mm, I don't think he's the quite the energy I want. Got Carl Kennedy. And he's like, yes. So
0: I guess I, think like, I saw he was he did like a like a tour of the UK years ago doing like his uh, acoustic guitar set. I'm pretty sure I saw him him yeah. and
1: pat sharp now i'm saying this and make people think i'm joking but him and pat sharp have been yeah. were doing um, some stuff over the summer they did like summer festivals and stuff together they were supposed to be filming like a kind of um life too short mockumentary together like all right. of this was like preparation i did for the dave benson phillips interview yeah and, uh, they were supposed to be doing a show together um and then it was going to, go to youtube and stuff and that kind of got messed around with pandemic but Dave Benson Phillips um, has been at, like, uh, a lot of British wrestling. Like, I think mm. was Progress. he was at Progress. Um, he was in, like, WCPW kind of stuff. And he was at Wrestling Revival, I think, as well. Like, he just – he loves the wrestling.
0: Yeah. When we did our uh, draft show, I think I think the guys from UTC podcast picked Dave Benson Phillips <laughs> as part of our roster. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah that show still gives me nightmares but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but right we need to kind of you know get back not that we we're ever on track but so um mate so yeah you were a big in the early days of our podcast you were a, quite a big uh you were pushing the show and you know helped us along the way quite a bit and i used to love tuning in to the the weekly wrestling roundup on a wednesday night uh,
2: that's
0: a highlight, mate.
1: You, you know what yeah i still miss it yeah and like the reason why kind of i've said is that i was i was loving doing it on a wednesday every single week and i'd probably still do it now but there were a lot of things happening like in my life like changing a lot of stuff happening in the background and i like having my wednesdays back because i would start at 10 o'clock in the evening and finish at 11 which isn't really that late but it is when you've got to be up quite early in the morning and you are kind of like energized afterwards and because i do it on a wednesday i then watch dynamite immediately so every wednesday i'm going to see if at three um it it's there's stuff coming and it will at some point turn turn back up it will reappear but for now it's on hiatus i guess that's the yeah. correct term um but no i loved having you pop in like everyone used to pop in it was great and being able to bounce random british yeah. British isn't like I've just had a conversation about Dave Benson Phillips yeah you know, like that that's perfect I can still do that so um it was it was a joy but it's not totally over it's will come back at some point in a yeah. different form maybe
0: are the old shows still up on your on your YouTube
1: yes yes yeah it's st- still there go check them out youtube.com slash found original wrestling gotta pop yeah. that in every now and then <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> go check them out and there's there are going to be some new things popping up there funnily enough some of them tna based because okay. i had such such a joy watching this show yeah. like saying this beforehand um i love i love and tna especially this time of tna
0: yeah um, no it was great some of the best so as we're approaching the festive period i'll be asking far some festive questions which I've said festive a lot tonight, haven't I? Already, if we did a count, like a swear jar for me saying that word, which I'm not going to say anymore. Um, and on our Christmas specials, which are coming out
2: mm. <laughs> over the next few the days,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, will you be hearing me ask these questions of all the guests on the Christmas special? So there are some of them have brought some quite controversial answers. So we'll see, we'll see how this one goes. But Phil, what would you say is your favorite christmas song
1: okay um either step into christmas um or um like okay well it's three actually so it's either step into christmas okay, yeah. because it's because it's cheesier mistletoe <laughs> yeah. and wine because it's the oh. cheesiest sleaziest christmas song yeah um and then um uh, a carol of the bells okay
2: because
1: they're just three really weird songs yeah um, but step into christmas if i was putting them in top three step into christmas carol of the bells yeah or the one
0: i just said (laughs) where's carol Carol of the bells oh i just was followed by crowbar on twitter Oh, oh nice! Yeah. Nice. <laughs> just yeah. break, breaking news, everybody. <laughs> oh, just, just awesome. Okay, yeah. carol of
1: the bells is Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you hear it everywhere, and the second you hear it, like it just feels like Christmas, doesn't it? Like, oh yeah, it, it's, it's
0: in Home Alone, isn't it? As well, it's in every yeah. It's like saw... it's
1: it's like yeah. I feel it's that got the same kind of power as the Imperial March. It's like I feel like Christmas is approaching.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah
0: uh friends of the podcast i say friends of the podcast they don't even know about the podcast but the big moon they did a version of that as well they're not friends of the podcast at all i like them (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah but yeah they're the good version of that um step into christmas as well yeah i like it as i've got older i've gotten to appreciate elton a lot more it's just it's like it's like like rocket man like i think once
1: you get a little bit older, Elton mm. John lyrics take on a different meaning because yeah. you're like start listening to me You're like, yo, I can relate to this. Uh, yeah, I, I see why he was so popular. Like, I could see why he was so popular to begin with because I can relate. I'm like, he's, a, he's a good yeah. guy. i so, saw so Elton John in concert once. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I won free tickets from some random radio station. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, when it saw him in less, it's Leicester that he's from, isn't it? Isn't it Leicester.
0: Is it, I know he's a Watford fan? isn't he, I'm not sure where from. No, he comes from a
1: particular city, and his city mm-hmm. was re- reopening an arena, and that's okay. why I had free tickets to it. Went and saw him. He did Rocket Man. He did Tiny Dancer. Uh, did loads of stuff on his piano. Uh, it was it was free show, <laughs> but um, it was amazing to see. Like that's one like cool free thing they ever got. But yeah, step into okay. Christmas. So step into Christmas. I had that on a cassette from a Twix chocolate pack. So wow. They had three songs on cassette back in the 80s, um, that and two other Christmas songs.
0: Well, I mean, as uh, we're obliged to mention a sex offender on every every episode of this podcast. But um, Rock and Roll Christmas was one of my favourites as a kid. And obviously that you can't play that anymore because it was done by Gary Glitter. So true, true. Yeah. So apparently Elton John was born in Pinner in Middlesex.
1: OK. I was born in Middlesex. I'm not really? Elton John. Yeah, 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 I'm not Elton John, though. I'm definitely so, not Elton John.
0: Obviously, his, his name is Reginald Kenneth Dwight, but then he's, he's actually got a middle name for his made up name as well. So, his uh, Elton Hercules John is his <laughs> middle name. So, especially if you're going to make up a name, you can make up a middle name as well. That's a strong middle name. It's a strong middle name, isn't it? It is a strong middle name.
1: But, you know, that's the kind of name that carries the weight of the other two names. Yeah. It's like, yeah, what's yeah. name? Elton John. Elton Hercules John. Okay, yeah. sorry, Hercules.
0: Yeah. That's quite impressive to make up, uh, yeah, yeah, have a pseudonym, but give you a pseudonym a middle name.
1: That's, uh, yeah. He was um, ahead, of the, ahead of the time then. He basically put himself like, he gave himself like foul, not Elton John original. Like he gave himself yeah. a little moniker. I like that.
0: You didn't. So you were you you, were for, you, you were from Middlesex as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I'm not Elton John. No, like, no, seriously, no. <laughs> but like just the timeline wouldn't line up. And no, I do like getting things delivered though by Royal Mail. So there is everyone
0: uh, likes that, don't they? Yeah, I bet he loves lockdown. Oh my
1: god, <laughs> like, <laughs> I
0: bet he like, loves it, <laughs> do they? okay?
1: So do you, If everyone remembers, there was an old ad for Royal Mail. Um, this is like years ago, and yeah. it was an ad with Elton John. I think it was like he had he played like I want love. I'm sure that was on the ad as well, right? Yeah. And he's at his house and he's like ordering things. This is kind of pre-internet and he's but it was like the burgeoning of the internet. He's like, I'm ordering all these things, but who's going to deliver them? Then Royal Mail turns up with like shit loads of stuff to his house, right? Um, as he's happy and showered in different gifts. That's how lockdown was for me on many days. I just order random stuff from um, Amazon because it would turn up with loads and loads of boxes and like wrapping. You just shower yourself
0: in it. Yeah. Yeah. I took to order in like, I mean, Morrison's is probably about half a mile from my house. But I was just I was ordering stuff from Morrison's basically just like yogurts and things like that. And get them Fantastic, it. isn't it? And there's no shame. Yeah. There's no shame. Like
1: was... people turn up at the door with me in various states of undress and yeah. don't feel bad. No. Like, in the old world, I did. If I turned up, I would, like, make my appointment to go downstairs and see people at the door. Now, I've got people that I'm like, I'm not wearing any trousers. Can you just leave the package and go? (laughs) Yeah. Your
0: favourite Christmas film?
1: Okay. So, um, Mm -hmm. I've recently started watching... i got two... got one new one and one, like, classic old one. So, obviously, we could go for years, right? But... My favorite Christmas movie, one of the ones I have to watch every Christmas, is Ernest Saves Christmas. Okay. It's – I know it's not like a British show and not a shouldn't, movie, and I shouldn't necessarily really like it, but I watched it one year on ITV. And after I watched it, like it just came on like randomly over Christmas, and I watched it. And I know I imagined that movie because no one else had really seen it because Ernest isn't a big thing over here, right? I had to find that film to prove that I didn't like imagine a movie in my childhood. So I watch it every year to just remind myself that Ernest is real. Like I know Santa Claus is already real. Like that's fine about Ernest. Um, and there's like a good joke about Santa's sleigh in it as well. So that's another one, but not my favorite film. Now, a new film which I just watched. uh, I started getting into like um, Hallmark movies. You know, like okay. Hallmark Christmas movies, right? <laughs> yeah. So I've recently downloaded about fifty <laughs> different Hallmark Christmas movies, and I've been watching one or two every day. Right. Um, terrible movies. I mean, like terrible. Now, there's a movie that I put on the other day, and I thought, oh, this is going to be great. It stars Kevin Sorbo, and it's called The Santa Suit. Um, uh-huh. it's not a Hallmark movie. I think it is a Hallmark movie actually. Now. The good thing about this movie is they obviously had no budget, like, at all. So, Kevin Sorbo is, like, he... Everyone sees him, Quantum Leap style, as, Santa, as this guy who thinks he's Santa Claus. And when you see Kevin Sorbo, like, as himself, he's wearing the same, like, random suit that he's turned up to, like, the audition in, I guess. And he makes no effort in that film at all. Okay. At all. And the film is terrible but i think what i like about it is it's probably the best christmas gift ever to kevin sorbo that he had a career at the time that allowed him to make that film because it's a really weird film that so those are my two favorite films of christmas this year what's it called the santa suit okay Uh, and it stars Kevin Sorbo and some old guy who's pretending to be Santa Claus because he's not the real Santa. But in this movie, he is the real Santa and he switches places with Kevin Sorbo at the beginning. And Kevin Sorbo is like a mean old crotchety guy who doesn't know the meaning of Christmas. And he owns a toy company and then he learns the meaning of Christmas over the duration of the film. And at the end of it,
0: Oh um, yeah, it's it's on IMD, it's on Wikipedia, but there's no, you can't click on the link.
1: Oh no, <laughs> oh no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it? <laughs> it's a very, it's it's a, it's a very very unique experience that I don't think a lot of people have really got down to watch. Um, so yeah, the Santa suit, if the Santa suit, it, if you can find yeah. it, yeah, good for you.
0: There's a channel in there for, which is just Christmas movies, um, on on Sky. I've never, yeah, but. Um, there's a there's a link to Ernest uh in the in the TNA show, but we'll uh, we'll get to that later on. But I think, sure, is he still alive? Isn't he, uh, Jim Varney? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And like when I was a kid, I thought that that like I <laughs> like I think it's the first time that he kept kayfabe for me longer than anybody else because I knew that Jim Varney was a creation, like an Ernest, but I didn't really get acting i think at that age because i sort of i would have been very young so i thought that that was what he was like all the time yeah so jim varney's in an episode of the simpsons he plays uh one of the two like guys that try to uh hustle like homer out they hustle homer out of his house okay. and he's got he's the dad and like first time i saw him i was like that's Ernest. wait K they for me watching the simpsons He's still alive.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's still alive. I think in, if he does go, then there's a there's a an opening there for John Cena to take over the uh, Ernest character because as he's getting older, he's I think he's turning into especially you now he's grown hair as well. He's yeah, turning I'll, into
1: Ernest. You know what? He is looking a bit like Jim Barney as mm. well. Actually, I could I could I could see Cena like yeah doing the... He already does, doesn't he? He speaks to the camera. He's speaking to yeah. some random dude that no one knows. Vern. He like, wears a hat. Yeah. He wears yeah. a hat. Yeah. yeah. Hat. No one knows where he is. Just turns up. No. Magical powers. Like, the, the, about, like one of the issues about the movie Ernest Saves Christmas is that, yeah. like... Because, you know, movies of that time, like, when we were younger, especially when I was younger, like, the 70s and the 80s, there's a lot of movies, especially the 80s, there's a lot of movies where, um like... Like magical men seem to like look after a lot of kids, right? Now, if you watch Ernest Saves Christmas now, Ernest is just driving along in his taxi. Some young prepubescent girl turns up and then jumps in his car, hangs out with him for a while, goes to his house, meets some random people. And then at the end of the movie, she's like, Oh, I call my mom. And she, they're like, Good for you. You called your mom, you know, because she's a runaway, right? And they're like, what are you going to do? She was like, the second I told you I was with you guys, she said, come home. Yes, because that's yeah. a normal reaction. Like the rest of the movie was just, oh, let's just hang out with this person, go and pretend to some really weird scenes in that movie. Um, he is,
0: uh, he's dead, Giovanni. Is he? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he died 21 years ago. Yeah, so. No, 21 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, crap. So, I just remembered he was in the Beverly Hobbits film, wasn't he? <laughs> <He> was, <laughs> yeah because who was the who played the young the girl in the beverly hillbillies film i've got a feeling. uh who was it it was somebody vaguely attractive if i remember rightly um beverly hillbillies
1: that movie i saw it like i think one or two i forgot he was the father in beverly Hilbert. yeah
0: he was yeah 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 that was strange that was on when i was a kid that was on like itv beverly hillbillies like repeated in in black and white
1: Oh, yeah, I used to see it on, like, Channel 4, like <laughs> yeah. on, on, like, Sunday mornings or Saturday mornings when I was a kid. Like, yeah. with Planet of the Apes and... Yeah,
2: yeah, like, yeah.
1: Return to... Uh, well, it's like Return to... Not Return to the Bidden Planet, like, Journey to the Centre of the Earth and stuff yeah. like that.
0: Yeah, because we get, like, the monsters and, and the Adams Family, like... So, what, we, what we're Googling now, we're Googling the. Uh, Beverly <laughs> <Hillbilly>. <laughs> I literally got to Beverly Hillbilly's
1: page on IMDb, and it's just a picture of Jim Barney with a mustache.
0: Yeah. a hat. Uh, uh, I, wanna, I, I can't remember who, the, who played the. Thea
1: well, Thompson played Laura Jackson, but I think that was is what Dolly Parton was in this film okay oh erica eleniak was Ellie oh yeah May wasn't she a playboy play model i, I think, think i see through some of the links here that,
0: that, you, you came up with that very quickly that, i fine.
1: mean i wouldn't know i would Is it, she it's because she's in under siege that's why okay, i think yeah. she gets naked in under siege
0: i remember from the beverly Hills is more but yeah
1: i yeah I, I i think there was there was less oil in under siege but i think i remember more
0: yeah um. <laughs> well right now this is what is caused the most controversy on this on these little questions is the uh, the free essentials of a of a christmas dinner so okay so <laughs> a deep breath yep
1: <laughs> so like yeah so i am an i'm not massively religious right but uh-huh. like for christmas meal i feel mm. like these are probably the core staples right so I used to have chicken every year. So I don't I like a good old roast chicken, right? We never got turkey. I don't yeah. know why, but we always have a big old roast chicken. So roast chicken, yeah. Got to have roast potatoes as well. Yeah. If you can't have roast potatoes, it's got to be mashed potato. You have to have some starch. This, yeah. Right?
0: Yeah.
1: But I like roast potatoes better. Um now you got three ingredients. I'm going to say that I'd say gravy, but gravy I'm going to put on as like a general condiment. Like Yeah. Either. So I'm going to put that to one side. So got your meat. You got some veg. Yeah. And also on that plate, because this is Christmas. And yeah. unfortunately, this is Christmas. So I'll put some Brussels sprouts on there.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, and i mean,
1: just I'll... slather it in gravy.
0: Yeah. So people have tried to s- sell Brussels sprouts to me over the course of this. Uh, well, even people suggested that you put bacon with your Brussels sprouts, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. But I mean... I have you know a problem what, with, yeah?
1: yeah they changed the taste of brussels sprouts so have you tasted brussels sprouts recently i, I was i was reading about this actually okay right yeah they so the brussels sprouts um while one of the particular vegetables that <laughs> yeah. have been like worked on by um farmers to work on a better taste because right. as you said people didn't like the taste of them when they were younger right so over time every single year brussels sprouts the like the flavor has been tweaked with slightly so the reason why you don't tend to like it is because of like when you had it as a kid but if you have them now you will be like oh these taste quite nice okay so i'm not selling brussels sprouts to you because i'm not tesco's i could be i could yeah yeah Yeah. and i'd I'd love to buy buy if i bought some shares in brussels sprouts right now i'd be selling it like crazy but i think
0: after this yeah
1: I, i think Get, getting some brussels sprouts like just just try it maybe just buy okay. you know like little pack little the little mini packs yeah and just i don't know maybe you don't like it maybe you don't but you know it's they could have changed it it's like new coke like new brussels sprouts
0: yeah i'm not a fan of either to be honest i used to work in fruit and veg uh i was at a while well, i used to manage a fruit and veg shop going back in the in the 90s And, um, yeah, I actually got hit in the back of the head by a Buster Sprout by a customer. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe that's what the, uh, that's where the, the fear of Buster sprouts is. But I get, I don't, I don't get on with peas either. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's one of those things.
1: But you know, like some some people just don't like certain vegetables. Like it, it can be the texture. Like it doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be the taste. It could just be that you just don't like it. And like Brussels sprouts, they only really make an appearance around about Christmas time. Rest mm. of the year, Brussels sprouts, yeah, they're they're like nowhere to be found. And then they just make this slight appearance through the yeah. veg aisles. Like over the year, they slightly creep towards the
0: front. Yeah, there's a reason for that, and then because <laughs> you don't. No is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really haven't at Christmas, yeah, because nobody fucking likes them. Exactly, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, very good choices, very good choices, and you can find out what everyone else's choices are in the next uh, next few days. Um, top ten, we have to do the top ten. We have to stick to the whatever. There's a vague format to these shows, so whatever we have to cling to the the vague format that we've got. Uh, I again saying that I've broken the format already, so. We're uh, not going to do the top 10 from this date in 2009, because I think Rage Against the Machine were number one. Crazy. When they were, yeah, yeah, they were. I think it was some campaign to stop the X Factor winning winner, who was Joe McKeldery. Mm. I think he won that year. But uh, Rage Against the Machine were number one. So, um, So we decided to go back to the year I was born. Back, way back in the late 70s. <laughs> back in the days where the Beverly Hillbillies was probably getting its first run on TV.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, so we're going to do the top 10 from Christmas Day on the year I was born, 1978. So so strap okay. yourself in. At number 10, we've got uh, the man from Middlesex, uh, Pinner. <laughs> John with, not me. Uh, not not foul, no. Song for Guy. Okay. Yeah. It's so a nice sort of kind of instrumental for a bit. And yeah, it's not one of my, it's not a, you know, get up and dance Elton John song, but it's, um, yeah. the next song, number nine is a get up and dance song. It's uh, Le Freak by Chic. Oh, 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 Uh no worry. No way. Yeah. So this is a, quite a, quite a, a funky top 10 for Christmas time. Uh, number eight is a song I dance to many times. It's, uh, Do you think I'm sexy by Rod Stewart? Yeah, <laughs> strange to think that Rod Stewart was obviously he was in the Faces and he was, and then he was considered like a a sex symbol in the 80s and the and the 90s, and he was like a scraggly kind of Scottish goblin character. <laughs>
1: but, he but himself up on twitter recently of like him and the kids like hmm. after like their meal and they were like we're washing up and stuff hey i love it i've got a great family i'm like <laughs> he's having a great life isn't he yeah his pissed after dinners like guys i'm gonna take a selfie of us doing the dishes yeah I, and I is imagine, he married yeah, to yeah. penny lancaster he's married to penny yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah he is isn't yeah. he because yeah. i watch a lot of loose women as y'all know and like saw penny lancaster today um they were doing a song for uh christmas and they had loads of different people Pay Lancaster can't sing
0: is she not uh, is she a regular host on these women
1: yeah she is yeah she is. so like this was like the Christmas like there would do a Christmas single so there was her one of the women off uh, Birds of a Feather I can't remember which one not not um not Dorian not Dorian uh, and not Ham Pam? Who's it. Pam? I can't remember her real name. I'm thinking maybe I'm confused with Pam St. Clements. <laughs> <for laughs> <reason>. uh, <laughs> I don't know why. We're all but,
0: thinking Pam St. Clements, aren't we? This time of year. Uh, nice. Any
1: time of, of year. Yeah. Think of these letters, that's why. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, Penny Lancaster was on there and she was trying. Bless her heart. And like, I don't say that because I'm like an amazing singer. but No, oh, mate, you're pretty good. Yeah. But I could tell she was singing <laughs> live. I could tell she was singing live. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I thought they would have at least tuned her a little bit there's no
0: who's D. the uh, who's the current roster on the uh loose women i i'm i remember the my uh so i'm thinking uh, denise i mean when i when i, when I used to watch, <laughs> back in the back before it was cool when i watched, used to watch loose women it was like uh, denise welsh and mm-hmm. um the lady who was in coronation street um Ooh.
1: oh yeah she went away she came back recently i can't remember her name she? she came back the other day and they were all like oh what are you here for and her and um uh oh, what's her name the uh the lady from she was like a fashion designer uh janet street porter her and janet street porter were having like a habit they were having yeah. now, a chat but yeah like carol mcgiffin is on there every now yeah, and then Yeah,
0: what, what does carol mcgiffin do
1: i don't know like a lot of these people are loose women like obviously Who's i've watched it
0: one of them was well, married to. Who was married to Chris Evans?
1: I was going to say Billy Piper. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 yeah. There was one that used to be on there who was the man to Chris Evans. That was kind of her, like yeah. There was the lady called
1: Andrea McLean, and she was, a, and what I thought she was the best, yeah, because she was just like a weather lady. That's okay. all she did, yeah, just weather girl. And then one day she just did Loose Women, and she was really good at it. And I'm like, oh damn! And you could see like. The, the format is they just give them an auto cue and they just go for it. But she was really, really good, and I was like, that's an amazing like career shift to go like, you know, you could do anything. Oh, I'm hosting like a like a kind of chat show every single day with some really tough topics. Sometimes um, yeah. they do get the exclusives though. I can tell you this year is that they got the exclusive interview with Carol Baskin before anybody else. Okay. Loose Women. Like I was okay. watching it. Yeah, yeah, for that exclusive. They did. Then they one of the days they couldn't get her, and then they played like a comedy day where they tried to ring her, she didn't answer the phone. And then she had the first interview um in the UK. Right. So they're doing some amazing journalism.
0: I've not seen the uh Tiger King.
1: You're not. It's good. No, no. The, the second season's amazing because it's all about actually uh the Tiger King. And yeah. like it's you find out some amazing stuff like he was uh he was a police officer uh he was he was married for a short while like all of the story before he became the tiger king um is like crazy so it's uh it's definitely a meme of a show uh i think you can but yeah like in the, second se- in the second season, you find out that potentially the, the guy that he she murdered, Carol Baskin, may actually be alive and just hiding from his wife because he hates her. So, like, <laughs> like it's a, it's, it's, interesting. it's an interesting show.
0: Yeah, Chris Evans is married to Carol McGriffin. Really? No. Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, B- Billy Piper's got a bad taste in men, actually. <laughs> yeah, Chris Evans and fucking. Uh, He's the Bell uh, and uh, Lawrence Fox. She's mad at him as well.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I don't understand. Like, Billy Piper, like, I. So, when, when I was a kid, um, the CBBC, C Children's BBC, right, did this yeah. thing every year called the Big Bash. And it was like a kids' event. I was a kid at the time. So, it was like yeah. a kids' event where you turn up and then there's like CBBC stuff everywhere. But in reality, it was at the NEC a big exhibition center but in reality it was just to sell stuff to you and you got like loads of free stuff anyway I got there and they had like a main stage where they did like versions of news rounds and stuff like that and they had a quiz with Billy Piper and I asked Billy Piper a question and I remember being so happy about it I can't remember what this question is at the moment right but um Billy Piper was there at the time I was very happy that Billy Piper was there because I was of that age but yeah. now I look back at it and I'm like Billy Piper did have like a like an amazing career. Like even now you think of it like Doctor Who to Where is she now? Like with Lawrence Fox, I guess.
0: Oh no, no, I think she got rid of him. What is she, what is Billy Piper doing that? <laughs> Are googling that now? No, no, no. She's been in a few different programmes, hasn't she? And um she I mean she's from Swindon, mate, so
1: you know what's no. crazy is I look here at her Wikipedia and it says, Billy Paul Piper is an English actress, filmmaker, and former singer. She first appeared as a performer in Scratchy & Co. at 13. I remember Scratchy and- & This is Do just you? like a... Yeah, yeah, I used to watch Scratchy & Co. It was like the weirdest show ever with Mark Spate. And Mark Spate played kind of like... um. He, he was almost like Max Headroom.
0: That's what I was going to say. it was like an English Max Headroom.
1: Right? Yeah. And, like, and, like, and I was watching it as a kid. I was like, yo, this is amazing. Like, he used to constantly jitter and stuff. Yeah. So. He started off his fucking nut, wasn't he? That's oh god. Was. god. But at that same event at the Big Bash, yeah. I met Mark Spate as well. Did you? I asked him this In question. The I remember what I asked him.
2: <laughs>
1: I, I asked because yeah. 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 they did a smart thing. I said, Mr. Spate, how yeah. did you get into smart and you know what he said to me? He said, I took the bus and yeah. I remember thinking, You son of a bitch, because mm. I actually wanted to know the answer. Like I quite respect you and I think you're a good artist and stuff, yeah. And I'd yeah. like to know how you got into art. Instead, you've made a joke at me, which is hilarious, and I'm laughing inside. But I didn't get the answer. Mark Spate no. obviously sadly is no longer with us, but Mark Spate was he not? Well, Mark Spate um was he he committed suicide in a uh, like, in um a train station he was found in a train station uh his wife sorry, his wife's girlfriend died from a young god real daughter the oh, girlfriend, Christ. Was, yeah. girlfriend yeah. was in a bath and she 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 died from a drug overdose um and he was known to be quite the party animal behind the scenes uh and it, there was never a case that he did anything but the guilt he felt that meant that like a week or so later he was just found in like a train station somewhere in london like an abandoned one of the terminal uh like areas tunnels and uh yeah they did like the Newsround did like a special that like Newsround did a special thing where they kind of spoke about how it would affect kids because yeah. it was like a children's antenna how you can explain that to kids but yeah Mark Spate. um yeah. Oh, this got really dark really did, fast, yeah. didn't it? Like, oh my god, get back to the top ten, guys. Get, to <laughs> <ten.
0: laughs>
1: get back to the format. God <laughs>
0: damn Yeah. No, 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 no. Well, it, I mean, yeah, I mean that's a quite a sad story because I didn't realise he was dead, but that's two people we lost tonight. We lost Mark Spade and Jim Varney. so
1: Varney like to be honest, yeah. both of them are as sad as each other. Like Jim Varney twenty one years ago. I've been I know, yeah. the past twenty one years, I've been sitting here, yeah, just yeah. happy as Larry. Yeah. Thinking, well, happy as Jim Barney. And now I'm just
0: like, "Mm." Yeah, but if John Cena is listening, fucking look, I thought he was dead, mate. I thought he was still alive. He's dead. So there's that. Exactly. John Cena, get out there. It's the 21st anniversary of his passing.
1: Oh, snap. It is, isn't it? Cena. Put the one in twenty one and one. You know yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh Number seven, going back to the, the top ten for 1978, <laughs> is "I Lost My Heart to a Starship Trooper" by Sarah Brightman oh. with Hot Gossip, the uh Top of the Pops dance troupe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. um Number six is "Lay Your Love on Me" by Racy. Now, are you aware of Racy? No. 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 Nor was I. They're from Western <laughs> Supermare. Really? Yeah. Oh and no way. Did, they did uh, some girls. Yeah, some girls. Well, some girls. Won't. Oh, okay. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, no, but uh, yeah, Racy. that was the best thing I could find out about the name from Western. So I can't think of any other bands from Western. Uh, mm-hmm. Number four, uh, Too Much Heaven by the Bee Gees. Okay. Um, nice. Number three, A Taste of Agro by the Baron Knights. Mm. I'm not a big fan of comedy music. Oh, well, is it
1: like a kind of like spoken yeah. word kind of mm. then we went to the forest and the forest was full, but the forest wasn't full because that's something like it.
0: Are you aware like, of the Baron Knights? No, I'm not actually. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. People in the 45 to 60 demographic who listen to the show, which is probably most of the people listen to the show, to be honest, they'll be they will be shouting out now all their favorite baron knights uh song so if you are then you should be ashamed yourself because a ship um number two is the ymca by the village people oh snap the
1: first this, you know what yeah this was a this was a cultural like uh yeah. like this, this is like blue peter this this is yeah. like the time capsule at the end of blue Ke- blue peter i'm like yo this is some amazing stuff
0: so this was the first release of the ymca
1: i'm sure they released before wait a second Not-
0: <laughs> hang on hang on no no 1978 it was released oh, in 1978 really? this was, yeah 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 Village yeah. Oh. people oh nice and number one is Mary's Boy Child by Boney M is that duh, duh,
1: duh, 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 on Christmas Day wait no that's something else
0: yeah uh, the angels, angels sing,
1: sing a newborn
0: kid yeah, today. today is it that song I think they incorporate that into the... Uh, yeah, I'm sure I hear there that. There like is boy rap. child, la, la, la. Was born la, la, on Christmas, Christmas Day. day. Yeah, that is, that's the song, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is, could, isn't it? But then you could you could go into it by the river. Could you? By, yeah. <laughs> if by you, the if you river. Sing, like, yeah, yeah, it, gives, it just flows together. I think I'm sure I, that I heard a Boney M like mix, which just kind of does go through into that but
1: yeah i'm sure i've I've heard this like i've heard that like part of that song in like a mega mix when i walk through shops most definitely like yeah 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 Um, i worked in a toy shop i heard that song millions of
2: times
0: uh, (laughs) uh, i did a placement in uh uh, when i was at school in the like the fifth year i did work experience in uh olympus Mm. sports the long the long departed uh chain of sports shops from the 90s, and they had like this a montage of American football played uh, with uh, jump by the uh, no 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 um oh the, Point of the Sisters I'm so excited I think that's I'm the, Point so the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and that would play or, every the hour the song
1: the yeah,
0: every, song every hour that would play
1: ah so, uh, Okay, so we had a Christmas song. I worked at the Entertainer, right? The toy Story. Yeah. And we had this one, the one in Birmingham, so it's like a massive one. And it was, uh, we had a Christmas CD that we put on. And it would skip on one particular track, which was just after the Basil Brush Christmas song. Okay. Um, Which is boom, boom, bagger, bagger, boom, boom. And then somebody... I'm not jumps familiar with the
0: Basil Brush Christmas song
1: uh it was like it must have been around 2000 what did i work there 2004 or so yeah it's like there's basically um basil brush every now and then says like boom boom baga baga boom boom and then there's like some woman that sings in the background she's like we can dance around and dance all night
0: we can that thing left to say
1: and then there's some like christmas stuff in there right now <laughs> i and just it's the,
0: watched a video of basil Brush singing white christmas
1: <laughs> um
0: hang on we'll get to the
1: Oh you might have it in there. But yeah
0: you... Very honest, listeners, this is Basil Brush singing White Christmas. Come on, Basil. Christmas. like the one Sounds like a vampire.
1: <laughs> it's like if Leslie Phillips tried to sing the song.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: dreaming of a white just
2: like the ones I used to know, where the
1: We'll get to the pay per view in a minute. Yeah, you know what, yeah? This is the kind of song that you'd see him sing in Panto.
0: Yeah. But he's not done that. Oh, i got to stop that because it's bollocks. Oh, hang on! But he didn't do the. If you want, I want a Basil Brush song. I don't want. I want you want you want the gimmick, don't you? Oh, you yeah, yeah, no, say, say the line, say the line, Basil. Say the line. You just say sing, the line. Normally. <laughs> exactly. sing, sing normally. Exactly. Sing
2: normally.
1: I don't want to see like it's. It's like imagining like Basil Brush had a TV show. Like you mm. know he had a re and he had like a TV show where he was in like a flat with someone. He also did like swap yeah. shop. He did like a reboot of Celebrity Swap. Did he? Uh, yeah, like multi swap shop. Yeah. Uh, he does some random stuff for just a fox. For just, you know, just a very yeah. small fox. He's done a lot. I mean, I mean, I, f- I feel like Basil like, like one of the one of the most amazing uh things I saw during the pandemic was obviously Basil Brush does Panto. And he was at Panto. And because it was during the pandemic, he was wearing a mask. So there's a picture okay. that exists on the internet of Basil Brush wearing a mask for COVID. Yeah. And he did a whole interview with the mask on for the BBC. Um because obviously he was there as well backstage and he wanted to make sure that he was safe. Um he's 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 done everything. Mm. I feel I think he hasn't it's, it's, done he has done I'm a celeb yet though, really, has he? Not
0: yet, no, no. There's this kind of portrayal foxes in the media like uh like Mr. Todd in in Peter Rabbit. Mm. It's like an eccentric homosexual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like like who is Basil Brush? Basil yeah. Brush is someone's rich uncle yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's just he's just like don't know, understand where the money comes from i, I no. don't really understand why he thinks this is a big deal he obviously is for some reason mm. he's like really old money he's the kind of guy that like walks into a shop doesn't take his wallet not because he's stealing things it's because no. he doesn't know what money is like he dresses quite well
0: yeah he's very well dressed and he always had slightly younger men with him all the time as well so i mean be true this could be a, like a stereotype, the media perpetuate, and that's all, that all foxes are gay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, could, he could be Batman. He could be Batman. He could be Batman. He could be
1: Batman. He's got his young ward. They get younger. That, yeah. That's the thing about Basil Brush, yeah. He stayed the yeah. same age. They get younger. Sorry. It's worrying, wrong, though. Wrong. Well, he they, to, at the same age. He yeah, gets older.
0: yeah. But for someone who worked at the BBC in the 70s and 80s, he's not in great company when it comes to working with younger people and younger men is he but i'm not by any means suggesting that basil brush is likely to be you know held accountable for historical events but i I,
1: I think if we think about it and we look at it like basil brush has been the the victim of that kind of chicanery for many years he's had a hand upside him for a long
0: time yeah 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 Yeah. so i think there's a netflix documentary in there somewhere
1: (laughs) i'm not where up up there
2: there.
0: (laughs) right well that's that's the end of the top 10 as we approach (laughs) the hour mark of the show but um so right what did you i mean you've already told us what we chose what you chose this week but um we're headed back to
2: 2009
1: and for
0: (coughs) tna final resolution
1: TNA Final Resolution 2009. Cross uh, the line. Cross the line. Like I, this is, like I said before, this is like some of my favorite time of TNA. Um, just, just, just such good stuff. And the intro, best intro ever. Like the most TNA intro ever. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, you get the, before you get to get the, the cross the line. So that guy, the TNA, TNA voiceover guy, his name is Barry Scott. Now it's not, Barry Scott from the Silly uh, right. Bang adverts, <laughs> Sadly not.
1: I, mean, I guess they probably get a lot of work, though, between the two of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's still alive, that Barry Scott. No, he's dead, actually. He died in... Last year he died. The didn't TNA put, Barry Scott. Didn't they put something out
1: for him on one of the DNA yeah. shows? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But he appeared in uh, several feature films. Okay. Notably, he appeared in Ernest Goes to Jail and... <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. He, he did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking did it. Yeah. It all ties in. Well, there you go. Yeah. But no, that was his... Yeah. It was the old, I Ernest remember the old... To,
1: uh, like you say, yeah, Ernest Goes to Jail is a great movie which expands on the great fun time that you have in Ernest, goes to Christmas, uh, Ernest Saves Christmas. Yeah. Ernest has the power of electricity that goes through his fingers like he gets superpowers in the movie.
0: But the TNA, the TNA voice <laughs> of Barry Scott guy, I remember the old... Uh, rhino is coming rhino is here and are <laughs> coming to tna yeah. and the uh vince fears jeff jarrett <laughs> like
1: every single time like i got I used to get so hyped for tna pay-per-views because he's here and he's ready to speak about <laughs> whatever this happens to me and i'm just like oh my god i'm so hyped for this show and like you know like I, sometimes you'd watch the shows live yeah. You could, yeah and if you're watching live you just hear me wake up like, oh. it's like oh my god <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, this is christmas time christmas is a time of giving and it's time for us to give you more and it's just like oh my god
0: and yeah yeah like, yeah, ugh, but, Barry yeah no it was cool and it's, the intro like you said it's the kind of christmas time with the christmassy music intercut with some pretty chunky uh graphics <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's, there's a point where like they uh like it it's the cheesiest thing ever. There's a point where the beautiful people uh go to kiss and it goes boing <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not particularly subtle. <sighs> oh, bloody love TNA from this time. So Yeah. 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 Mm. But yeah. But then they detail all the kind of but yeah, they show the beautiful people, they're not on the show, are they? No, they're not,
1: are they? No. Actually, I'm sure, no, they're not
0: Yeah. But they show kind of like glimpses of all the different feuds going on um, and the music turns sort of serious Done it then and you show the stuff with Desmond and Kurt Angle and uh but we'll get to that magic later on but uh I, yeah so straight in and the commentary team uh Taz and Tanae which mm. I like it's a shame that I think obviously Mike Tanae I don't know what he's doing now but he's kind of I, I think he's kind of lost now to the because you could see, like, if he stood up with someone like AEW, I could see why they wouldn't bring him in because mm. he's kind of synonymous with TNA now, aren't he? TNA, and it would always I make think, it feel more like TNA. I think they've already they've already got, and I think you know, like,
1: if you need if you need a connection to the past, you've already got that with um, Shivani, and I yeah. think that he, like Shivani can play several roles better than, and nothing against TNA. I love TNA, and yeah, I think it's just that with TNA, you get that one character like if you watch some like late WCW you get some very vicious TNA, and like a bit of a dickhead um but TNA, he's very much like mm, yes I'm the professor I, I know all of these things yeah and he can't play he's always the perennial good guy so yeah. I don't think he'd be believable plus tna has got a tna has got an earring Nice to today. shivani has got an earring. Does today yes. have an earring? Yeah. He's, no. ear. he's Keeping it down with the kids.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Taz as well. I'm not sure when Taz moved over from. How long has Taz been in at this point?
1: I don't he, think that long because he seemed pretty happy. He's he did seem quite happy. <laughs> a little
0: too
2: happy.
0: Here. Yeah, we're uh, still a few months away from uh, Ace's nates and, and that uh, that magic. But he, uh, yeah, says Taz and today. On commentary so it was yeah this it was this year basically okay victory road he debuted
1: oh so not that long before at all actually
0: no no but they were good yeah i mean i i enjoyed today and taz is like he, he's one of the high points of i enjoy him on commentary on aw as well uh taz on, on dark and yeah
1: you can see him letting loose a bit more as well, which is like you know I, when I was watching Taz there actually watching him there and then watching him on um, on Dark and just generally for someone who who didn't get a chance to really show what he could do in the WWE from a physical standpoint from as a wrestling standpoint he really made his mark as a commentator and I think that shift set, number one probably saved his life because he didn't go out there trying like recapture glory mm. but also he's so good at it like, yeah, he's yeah. so good at it who would have thought that like that that would have translated to him sitting down and having like a lol like it's yeah. great I, I think he's fantastic that it was such a it was such a good grab by tna at that time
0: yeah and who would have thought he would give birth to the the greatest wrestler of all time as well
1: I know, and like that's almost how long that was. Twenty two years ago, that show that show was, yeah, yeah. How old's Hook? Was he born in night? It was ninety something, wasn't it? Wasn't he born the same year that the movie Hook came out? Was it? I'm, sure, I'm sure it's he how was. He called him Hook. Well, well, funnily enough, yeah. Uh, Taz's name is Peter. His real name is Peter. So there was. I saw a theory on like a thread on Twitter, which is they don't know if he was called Hook because he's Peter, as in Peter Pan. And then okay. that's Hook, like his little little
0: hook. Oh, I thought you meant that Taz was a, was a fan of uh, New Order and Joy Division, and named him after Peter Hook, the bass player from
1: uh, oh, Peter Hook. It could, could be. I I could see him. Probably not. I don't think Taz no, I might. To, he might be from Joy Division. <laughs> How do we know? Yeah. How do we know? We haven't given like Taz a bass or a saxophone yet. You know, he could be hiding that talent as well. He's hidden Hook. He's hidden. He was good on commentary. I
0: mean, he's good. He's good. I'm gonna message him now. At Taz, <laughs> are you? Did you name your son after the bass player from Joy Division? Right. So um, while well, I'm tweeting Taz, see, so, yeah, so well, yeah, great. And then we're straight into the first match, which is American City Machine Guns and the, the British Invasion. Oh, yes, what a bloody match! What I mean. They were always uh whenever again whenever I used to watch TA at this point it was kind of sporadic I used to follow it like through different podcasts I was listening to and catch your bit on challenge mm-hmm. um but yeah motorcycle machine guns are amazing aren't they
1: yeah I I saw um I saw them live it might have been two thousand eight it was whenever they came over first I saw them in the commentary Sky Dome, yeah and I bought a motorcycle machine guns T shirt they were like there were some of they were probably my favorite team of all time um at the, like they got me into tag team wrestling and i used to make that team on every like smackdown versus Raw. yeah 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 because yeah, they were just so good like i'd never seen anything like that before that's one of the things that i think drew a lot of people to tna i guess was there was such a good tag team there wasn't one guy that was better than the other guy it was like both people were like in sync all the time
0: yeah and they hadn't won the tag team titles at this point, which seemed nuts because, like, I mean, going back to so it, they, they both came in as sort of singles, wrestlers in TNA, and then eventually formed the, uh, yeah, they were the Murder City Machine Guns, weren't they originally? And then mm-hmm. changed to the Murder City Machine Guns. And then you yeah, had the odd period where Kevin Nash was their manager. <laughs> Kevin Nash. we get to Kevin Nash later on, but this is the weird, you forget how long Kevin Nash was in TNA for <laughs> a fucking long time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he looks about 40 years older now uh, then than he does now and it's uh... I,
1: you know what a difference a die job makes mm. What a difference because you know even when was ripping on uh, ripping on him when he turned up as diesel like in the royal rumble it was like why are you here for crazy man but it's you know they <laughs> went that was like the yeah. same year and it's yeah. like old man winter versus
2: diesel <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, so they're taking on the, the British invasion now. I remember, I can remember seeing vignettes for Brutus Magnus coming oh. to TNA. Uh, oh yes, <laughs> and not being again. I had no idea who Brutus Magnus was. I wasn't again. I was watching. I wasn't aware of any British wrestling at all, so I didn't know that he'd been on the British wrestling scene for a few years before that. And obviously in the Gladiators reboot, which we don't talk about. We we, we I'm quite. I'm quite open to talking about the I T V gladiators gladi- gladi- with John Fashion, but not the uh oh, nice. Sky
1: reboot. Yeah. Well um, I, I yeah, that was a bit weird, wasn't it? Like, so I I had Sky at the time, like <laughs> last year. Was it last year? It must have been twenty twenty one. Was it start of this year? What year is this? Twenty twenty one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it was the start of last year, so twenty twenty. Um I managed to get like a random interview slot. Um, to talk up one of the nwa shows and i was yeah. offered a slot by fight and they were like you can ask a question like we might call on you and have a question ready and i was like oh that's like really cool and it was in it was speaking to bruce magnus yeah and i was like obviously not bruce magnus anymore but i was <laughs> speaking to him and i was like they called to me to ask a question and i was not prepared as- well i was prepared with a question but i was like this question is i'm going to They'll love it or they're going to hate it. And I was like, so (laughs) I'm British and I would like to ask you, if you were remaking Gladiators, who would your four female Gladiators be and your four male Gladiators be? And immediately, because obviously I was in a call with other people, he had to answer it. But I don't think he was. The happiest about it, like he picked mickey James and a few of the people, the women's side, right? Yeah. But uh, and he said like I'd be a Gladiator as well. But towards the end of it, he was like, the thing is, no one here, no one else really knows about the random like reboot of Gladiators. You seem to be the only one, so no one else here will know what you're talking about. So you're right. Even people in the show don't want to talk about it anymore. They have to be forced to do it, like when they talk about NWA. (laughs) <laughs> I was just like, hey, actually just <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> yeah. i think more people will talk about that reboot of gladiators <laughs> they by NWA. i
1: was like this story i was i was thinking this part of the interview will be all over the dirt sheets like whoever he picks <laughs> yeah. man was in gladiators at one point
0: well i was i was, I was flicking through youtube the other day and suddenly doug williams has turned back up in nwa now Yes, they did and
1: the they British kind of inv- form yeah. their British invasion. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. The other the other week. Yeah, that's why I thought this was really timely the other week. British invasion were there again. I think it
0: was great. Yeah. Um but yeah, so they were yeah, and obviously they've got the uh the third member who turns up later on in the Fist of Fire match. Big Rob
1: Rob Terry.
0: Big Rob yeah. Terry from Wells. Mm-hmm. Um But I mean this is uh I, I mean it's a quality match. It's gonna be a quality match in emergency machine guns and um but there's lots of different. again, in the TNA in this time period, there's probably there was always weird factions in TNA, weren't there? Like you had the the World World Elite at this point, mm-hmm. was it? And then you had like factions within factions. So you had like the British Invasion were part of the World Elite, and then we're only a few months past the main event Mafia stuff in the TNA Frontline, and the, oh, <laughs> like, yeah. there was always.
1: Oh, we're this on the front line with various cross factions the line, going along, yeah, cross the picket line, yeah. I think, uh, what was there was a lot of gang warfare, yeah. And I think they were trying to like because a lot of things they'd work really well for a short period of time, and I think it was trying to almost capitalize on it. So, stuff like multi city machine guns came out of that, where mm. you'd see people that would kind of just start to ally together. I look, all I can say is, I loved World Elite for the fact that it let um, Eric Young be a little bit more, like, cerebral and not just play the idiot, because he was great in that role. Like, he relished it, like, just being able to be like an asshole to everyone. But they just, all of those factions, yeah, just ballooned and got bigger and bigger for no reason whatsoever. Like, I, I think the theory was that every match should be some faction versus some faction in some yeah. way. But it's just because TNA like to do a lot of shitty overbooking at the end of matches. So it's like, oh, why have all these people turned up? Because they're in a faction. Yeah. No, it's not just the locker room turning up. Um like one of these matches, I was watching it and I was like, uh, why have all these people turned up? They're in a faction together. Like this is a very yeah. weird combo, but I guess this is two thousand like late two thousand nine, two thousand and eight TNA. Anyone could be in the faction. Yeah.
0: When I first started watching TNA, he was doing the like Super Eric. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Don't fight Eric. Don't fight Eric. Like all of that kind of stuff. It was like, wait, Eric, where did you go? I'm not Super Eric. And it's like, it's like, I like it because it was winking at the audience. It was like yeah. taking Mr. America like a stage further, yeah. like to the story. But yeah, Eric Young in this role, just being like cold, calculating, wearing a suit, yeah. speaking a lot like. He, uh, and it was before he went into full parody mode. <laughs> like, so.
0: Yeah. Because he got married to ODB as well, didn't he? Storyline they but had like held like co-holders of the tag titles in. Yeah, the been, co-holders of the women's tag titles. He must have, have a record for being in the most factions of all time. Derek Young he's been in <laughs> so many factions. But I mean, yeah, this match is is bonkers. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing is like they're like the the British invasion are like dodgy and other tag teams. I they mentioned they've been dodgy and like beer money and and in this it was like a lot of near falls from motor city and they keep escaping or keep getting uh you know keep breaking up the pin or so it's like the kind of like the the heels escaping from the from the for the good guys and sort of clinging on them but i mean what a strong tag division at this time as well like like you say you've got when you see beer money turn up later on they're fucking massively over aren't they
1: yeah. And it's like when you watch something like you see the British invasion going up against the guns. Yeah, it's you're seeing like the frame like and I say this with a little bit of tongue in cheek, but probably with a lot of truth as well is you're seeing like the building blocks of matches like the Young Books versus FTR. Yeah. You're seeing like a high flying, really in sync tag team that are doing some crazy stuff that looks amazing. And then you've got another team on the other side that's doing that kind of stuff, but also just uppercuts like european uppercuts and yeah. like punches to the face and stuff that looks really hard hitting um and they're taking it so i i think it's and it's a really good like that's what tna used to do so well and i think it's something that AEW does well as well which is those kind of matches really get you hyped because mm. so much happens in them but it's you know the like everyone loves it it's a great thrill ride and they were in their element that night absolutely yeah.
0: it's funny that i think nick Oldis was 23 at this point as well really so, yeah it's crazy yeah. isn't it <laughs> yeah 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 he does look very young though doesn't he but oh yeah no he does but yeah he,
1: like he, he he was you could even see them you know like that yeah. he was going to be something and like I, I didn't know like you were saying that like he'd been on the indie scenes for quite a while i didn't yeah. know that when i first saw tna oh, i, no, no, I why, knew yeah. that doug williams had been because they spoke about it a lot um and then i went and found some of his old stuff on the wrestling channel that used to be on oh, sky for the right? wrestling it's,
0: channel yeah
1: it's a thousand random stuff he had and but with uh i didn't know that that he'd no. been on there. yeah so no. it was great
0: yeah and again they what well, eventually they, they retain and yeah, yeah but so from that we're on to the first uh promo for hogan mm. tnt uh they're talking about january the 4th 2010 hogan is coming we might be covering that show in a few weeks time so we won't talk about it too much but we'll talk about a bit more hogan stuff later on but yeah i did promise somebody we'd cover that show so we might be doing that in a few weeks but, um, but
1: you, should totally, you should totally do it like it, yeah, it's
0: yeah, a very yeah.
1: very very good show
0: yeah and,
1: yeah Seeing the promo for Hogan, like, that's when I was able to, like, because when I first watched his show, I didn't really read anything else. I just wanted to watch it, so I didn't yeah. spoil anything for me myself. And when I went to watch it, I was like, oh, my God, this is the last show, isn't it, yeah. before Hogan? This is the last big show before Hogan. And this is, like, the time capsule of TNA. This is the end. Um, little did anybody know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So we've got the women's championship, the knockout championship match next, which is ODB hmm. and Tara. So yeah. Tara, yeah, I mean, she left WWE this year, earlier on in this year, and then made a debut in May in Impact. Mm-hmm. And you know, Tara was short for Tarantula, apparently. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't see. think that's, that, that's not, that's, I think that's just her specifically. That's not, that doesn't you know that doesn't so is that like a vince thing with. where
1: her full name is tarantula yeah maybe yeah, yeah tarantula uh, Tula, like, yeah Yatara. yeah tara okay. yeah. yeah
0: and she brings a spider to the ring with her doesn't she in a little case yes yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. well that case was new because i remember she used to bring it in like a box or some cage or something as she turned yeah. up but uh, that was like a new thing it looked like a Tetley tea bag like a like a pyramid <laughs> <laughs>
0: but she's been in and she i think she's already won the championship along the year and she i think she was feeding with the beautiful people when she came in mm-hmm. um and lost it soon after and then was feuding with odb and awesome kong like we said earlier like before this maybe before this it was like a, a cage match with awesome kong
1: mm-hmm. which was a which was a really good match like i can remember that match actually yeah um so tara went through a lot to get this match against ODB. I'll buy
0: him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, ODB's a strange, because again, she's a, a typical pure TNA character. Apparently she was in the... She entered the first Tough Enough. She was in the running for that, but... Really? Didn't get through to the TV stage. Oh, and then she was. was?
2: Yeah. Hmm.
1: Like, I, I got it with one thing here. So ODB uh, has a, like... Uh, when you go to meet and greets and stuff, her meet and greet is called like a meet and greet, and yeah. there's meat there. Okay. I believe that she gives you some meat before you right. talk to her and you get signed stuff. So yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: that's not sell it to me really.
1: <laughs> yeah, you get some meat. Like You, does get, you, some want meat. Some meat. you get some meat yeah. and you get to meet ODB. Yeah. Like I think that that's that's the crux of it. It's 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 a sandwich, maybe not a nice sandwich. No, it's no, a no, sandwich. No. I was I was such a big fan of ODB actually when like she first turned up because like the one thing I and mean this is this match in exam, for example just showed the difference in like the WWE women's division back in 2008 2009 and yeah. the TNA division because the TNA division would take someone like ODB give her a chance and like actually ride with what she's doing because her gimmick was great you know like the fact that she's just a badass redneck who likes to beat people up and yeah. she's got a little flask she likes to drink it every now and then I loved that she had a little flask in her boobs and Not like, her flask. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I, I believe it's called a tit flask but she had like <laughs> she, she had a little thing there right and, and like I, I, I loved I loved the fact that she didn't fit the WWE mold at that time <laughs> Because the WWE mold at that time was like, you know, models and on TNA side, they're like, yo, we're going to beat the crap out of each other. I'm like, I actually appreciate this more. Maybe I was getting, ma- maybe I was maturing, but I definitely, I think
0: that's what
1: it was. Yeah. maybe I was just like, you know what? Yeah. I like this stuff now, but um, definitely, definitely an interesting
0: match, but a very short match. Yeah. Well, she was in, apparently she did a spell in OVW in between. I think she was like in TNA in the early days and did a little oh, stint okay. in OVW for a couple of years and then didn't really kind of fit what they were looking for, like you said. And then mm. a going back to TNA. Now, I need to go for a wee. So uh, I can leave you in Fowl's capable hands and he can chat or we can pause this and we can... Go uh, pause. Go pause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Take your pee break, mate. Take your pee break. I'm going to pause. So, so that was a, that Was quite a short match. It was... Yeah. But bit kind of... I don't know where it kind of went from here with the ladies' feuds for the title. I think Mm -hmm. I got a feeling... Let's have a look. So... Doesn't Lacey Evans turn up, like,
1: next year? uh, Lacey Von Eric. Lacey Von Eric. Yeah, no, not Lacey Lacey Evans. Evans, Sorry, that's a different person. (laughs) The time traveller. Do beg my pardon. Do beg my pardon. Uh, Like, I do declare that's the wrong lady. Oh,
0: she's the the worst character of all time. Is she Lacey
1: Evans? (laughs) 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 Jesus Christ lacey von eric turns up i'm sure around about monday because like when they turn up on mondays that's when like valvina's turns up and stuff and they do loads of like backstage vignettes with like the women just roughly getting naked all the time
0: like yeah she's uh, my... i don't she know she it. was i think she was carry Von. she was from the von eric family i didn't know she was Carrie von eric's daughter
1: oh okay von yeah so i saw her like recently not in the flesh. I saw recently on uh, some some vlog she's, that someone had dead. done.
0: No, she's not.
2: No, she's not dead.
1: You should have laughed, but but like, it's one Eric. I like, mean, by the time honest, this
0: comes die. out, by the time this comes out, if she has died in the in the week, then. Uh... Now, I,
1: i've seen i seen her recently so i'm sure it was lacey von eric that i yeah. saw at like uh, a convention somewhere and she just makes fun of the fact that she used to be a wrestler she yeah. walks around she's apparently a very very nice lady and she just walks around going i used to be a wrestler <laughs> like Lacey. <A. laughs>
0: yeah i think if I you put a wrestler <laughs> if you put lacey von eric on, in, into the internet you you might be taken down the dark a dark path i think <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> probably don't want to search for lacey von eric because you're not going to find any matches that's for sure not wrestling matches uh but yeah,
0: she came in before she came in i'm very well on her wikipedia page probably the first person to be on this page for a few years but she debuted uh early earlier on in 2009 so she's already debuted at this point oh okay. beautiful people yeah so yes yes yeah but i'm not sure who went who kind of went on to be the next women's champion after this, uh, after Tara. But yeah, I mean, this match was, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was what it did kind of served the purpose, didn't it? But, but mm-hmm. like, like you said earlier on at this point, if you compare the the standard of women's wrestling and even like, even in, in, in the intervening years, women's wrestling in TNA has always been strong. Mm-hmm.
1: And you like Tara says it, Tara says yeah. at the end of the match as well, you know, and she's talking about it. It's, it, it does mean a lot was it 2010 when gail kim just like dove under the bottom rope and left the company as well yeah, I think or was so, yeah. It, so like you could tell that there was a groundswell i mean it still is and even now when you think about it like you wouldn't you would watch the women's division because they were good matches and like you'd be like oh they're very attractive as well but that wasn't always the first thing it was like oh this is a good match or like or a lot of the time, not really, like as they got into the years later, but you'd always see something different. And it wasn't just like a three minute, even though this match was short, there's a lot that happened in it. And it was given respect, probably that it wouldn't have, it was given more respect that it would have been the WWE way more. Yeah.
0: Could you think in WWE, I mean, we had, you had popular, I mean, like, AJ was a popular champion. But I don't remember having many good. Matches, but again, there wasn't anybody good to have a match against, really. Hmm. Was that? there? It was the any, title, yeah. yeah, it was only until you get to kind of the development of NXT and when you get obviously Paige come through and then you get the, you know, the Sasha, Becky, Bailey, um, Charlotte come through. Mm-hmm. But even now, but I think now, I think in, in, from what I've seen, I don't see a lot, but I think it's almost going backwards. I think now, I, I kind of think that they. I mean, in my opinion, if you look at the guys in NXT, when they were putting these good matches in NXT, it was almost like those matches, they were literally, they probably weren't doing house shows at that point, so they were practicing those matches probably all week, and Mm they are given the week, you know, or no in advance, maybe two, three weeks in advance, this match is going to take place here. You get ready for this takeover, and you're going to put this match on. Whereas once you get to the main roster, you're wrestling every week, you're doing house shows, you're doing, so you haven't got the time to, put those matches together like it used to have in in nxt and now i don't yeah there's there's yeah i think women's wrestling in wwe's probably gone backwards over the past year or so
1: i think there's there's a like there's almost a bit of a lack of direction hmm. part of that is just down to the way that the wwe runs though that's yeah. not necessary it's just you know like think about it how many wrestlers have just been cut from that company yeah yeah, there are so many people like that say, you know, like there's I, I was reading about this the other day and, and like they were talking about like documentary series, type uh, top documentary series you should watch in the WWE, specifically ones that revealed something they weren't supposed to. It might have been like a Cultaholic video I just watched. Top yeah. 10. One of them was like watch the Moxley interviews when he's in the WWE, watch his documentary. And one of them is watch the Liv Morgan one. Because apparently the Liv Morgan one is a series of her just going, I'm getting ready for this match, getting ready for this match. And then literally 30 seconds before curtain, they're like, so you haven't got time for this match because something just happened and you're pushed. And majority of the series is her getting to the arena, getting ready. And then them saying, not today. And they were like, if you watch that series, she doesn't, she has like one match, but it's supposed to be her on the road, you know, getting ready for every match. Like, it just goes to show how little they have to do. And then that's why I think like, especially in AEW, I used to feel quite bad for the way that the women's division was treated Mm. only because you could tell that they, they hadn't had chance to really practice. And in a way, maybe they weren't even sure if their match was going to happen sometimes. So you would have those matches where like little things would happen that would have been ironed out if, they were on the road doing house shows, doing more. Or if they probably had more ring time, instead it's the guys that get that time. Yeah. And so, like that might change in time. But in the WWE, I think that you've got like the Sasha Bankses, you've got the Bailey's, you've got the Charlottes, you've got like Rhea Ripley's coming in and stuff. But I think it's just it's hard when they don't have time. I think, and that, that that's the main thing. But again, in TNA, I feel like equal time was given. You know, you'd watch a TNA show and there'd be maybe th- two, three women's matches, maybe, 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 maybe four on occasion. Right. Yep. WWE, you get that in a month if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Like If you count every SmackDown is having, because that's the other thing that they, that I've noticed, which has always happened, which is the WWE won't necessarily have a match. They'll have a women's segment and then say that that was a match. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, but there was an in-ring segment that lasted like 15 minutes that's why we didn't have any matches this week they're not mutually exclusive like they can exist in the same place and i think it's just finding those women that can go out there and make it like make you're basically convincing a you know an almost hundred year old man that you want to be on the show <laughs> yeah. right yeah so you have to convince him in the way that he knows best a lot of the time and so that's why you've got like where we are now but i think that I think Becky coming back and stuff could do it, but yeah, back then, back back then in TNA, definitely like leaps and bounds ahead. Yeah. Of TNA, what was happening in a lot of other promotions as well, actually.
0: Yeah, definitely. But like I said, with with if you bring them out to modern time, like with Liv Morgan, you, you kind of feel like the kind of the package is there. You kind of done all the stuff, but again, like I can't ever remember seeing her having a match. Of any kind description mm. against anybody ever she's been there three four years and she's been a main no, event think, feud i feel like she's champion.
1: been longer i feel like she's been longer than that because yeah. if i remember wasn't Liv morgan going out with enzo amore at some point like oh, early on in their career yeah yeah really because they're both like from new york and they're all like i don't know yeah. why I did that <laughs> but, yeah, that
0: was good actually yeah
1: yeah yeah. i walk walking here. they're both from new york yeah so like so i believe that they knew each other at the beginning and then like that relationship ended back when they were in nxt so she's been there for a long 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 time and you're right the package is there it's almost like she was the perfect like women's wrestler and then you never see her for anything like and i think that part of that is that that's also the wwe pg and homogenizing everything to the point where everything looks the same
2: yeah. so
1: you can't really have that because Liv morgan you know she's like a scarlet bordeaux she's a little bit of a sexy character right you can't really take a sexy character like that over to dubai can you you can't really you can't,
0: <laughs> no, it's tricky yeah yeah
1: you can try but yeah. like so i think it's it's hard to find the a place there but i like the fact that she had a match with becky didn't she recently like yeah. a women's title match and at least she had that
0: i think she'll put I, I can see her maybe winning the title at mm. some point in the, in the near future but like you said they well i like, it's to be i don't ever remember actually seeing her have a a, a match of any <laughs> any description at any point but yeah i remember being in angles and being involved in stuff but not actually Wrestling, but
1: and that's that's not down to her being no, 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 active. no, no. it's just no. she's not getting the chance no. to like make that impression. But what's great is she's already made an impression with that small amount of like,
0: well, that's the thing, yeah, yeah, we've made that's half the battle is mm-hmm. you're popular, you get over, you know, and then but it's yeah, it's kind of you're doing it in reverse almost, yeah, you're getting to that point where you're in the main event feud against the champion, but like, can you actually wrestle? But anyway, I think there's some people there, like. Again, I <laughs> get to a, a tangent about the WWE's women' wrestling, <laughs> but there's people that are like Natalia's been there for uh, um, how many years? Probably. Oh God, she's yeah. got to be. This is like
1: 2005-ish. She's I got really to be. I do
0: like yeah, like I said, as Tamina. Like and she gets a lot of stick and stuff, but I don't see any kind of improvement or <laughs> any kind of. But they're just kind of. I suppose they're good. <laughs> But th- th- that's the thing is,
1: like, a lot of times you think that, like, it must be so frustrating. Yeah. Like, it truly must be frustrating to be a wrestler who's probably constantly told you're going to be up. Like, OK, let's, like, look back at it, right? So there's that story about Triple H speaking to Carl Andersons I'm like, what about your kids? Like, your kids, they need to be OK. I'm thinking about your kids. Do not sign anywhere else because I'm thinking about your kids. You're going to be in like massive. I wonder how many of those conversations or similar style conversations have happened with the women's wrestlers where they're like, yeah. but next year, yeah, b- but next year, and especially after like evolution, there must have been a bunch of like people back that would be like, you know what? Something is happening. Like there's there's a groundswell. Something's happening, and then that all got nipped in the bud very quickly. I mean, I still have to say that, and it is a major deal. So it's one thing that I don't think you can take away from the WWE. But the fact that women were able to like obviously it happened before, but this was in a much bigger setting. Yeah, that a women's wrestling match could happen in Dubai. Yeah, you could like that is a big deal, and that again goes more to the wrestlers who were in mortal danger having that match, yeah, than the people that booked that match. So yeah. I, I, I got to give them credit for that. So they're breaking down barriers where they can, but it it does feel a bit like like they've hit ironically they've hit another glass ceiling.
0: Yeah, yeah, but especially in, in the in the the period now where there's not many people there that over. You probably got you've got Becky, you've got Sasha, I don't know, I'm not sure about Charlotte. But you've got two people there that could potentially be the most over people in the in the company, really. There's not mm. many other people that get that much of a reaction from the from the crowd.
1: And don't you think it's interesting that there's like an Austin and rock but in female form yeah. and it's not being taken advantage of?
0: No, no, which is like, great you know, at
1: some point It's crazy, isn't it? Like yeah. I, I hope that they're building to something for mania because yeah. all the story is there. Like and even like that mania when it was the triple threat between uh uh Becky and like Charlotte and uh Ronda Rousey. Yeah, that match was the main event of that year. The men's main yeah. event was crap. But I yeah. remember that and I was like, oh my God, like that was a built story yeah. that had good performers that took it to that match. And then whatever happened in that match didn't matter because they got us there. Yeah. And that year's men, I don't even remember what happened. I can't even remember what the match was, but (laughs) that's the whole point is like they built that shit on their own. And I think it takes sometimes wrestlers like that to be able to do it. And I I think that it's just, it just must be so frustrating to to be someone that wants to, but is not allowed to.
0: But you got you could put a strong I don't think like I was a massive fan of Rhea Ripley in NXT and then she's come up and it kinda of never really she hasn't really got a defined character in WWE, I don't think. But you've got I think you've got Becky, you've got Charlotte, you've got Sasha, you've got Bailey when she's back, you've got Bianca Belair, you've got Rhea Ripley, you've got people in NXT potentially you can see like maybe like Raquel Gonzalez come up in that kind of thing. And the Shirai, you could you can have a massively, you know and,
1: so I looked at Bianca Belair yeah yeah and I was like that's a damn star like you yeah. know all the stuff that she did on Smackdown when she was up against Bailey. Yeah. like I just I can still remember and it's burnt into my brain when she picked up Otis and walked him down and everything because she was yeah. just like I'm gonna do all this stuff that is how you do it right but what happens is that the WWE build towards WrestleMania every year. And I think sometimes the builders can be a little bit too much. So then the second you get to the night after WrestleMania, it's like, great. They've ascended the mountain. They've done the thing. You know, they've spent the yeah. past six months getting there. What is their next challenge? Yeah. And then it's like a rematch from last night because that's what we do. And you're like, oh,
2: okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah or like or this brand new person from nxt who's going to beat you now in 30 seconds and then we're not going to do anything with them but we're going to come back to you because we remember that you actually did a really good job for like the past six months yeah but the fans are going to be a bit dodgy about it because we'll have made you like like if you're an Italia, we'll have made you fart for about like three months and (laughs) then we're going to bring you back as a serious contender because the winds have changed Like, do you know what I mean? It's just like, I I think that's what really does it for like the women's division in the WWE. It's just that it is sometimes a surprise. Oh, a women's match that's happening tonight. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the skill at all is trying to keep people. Again, if you do give someone a push, they win, hmm. and then they again, a couple months down the line after WrestleMania, they lose. It's then keeping them relevant after that, unless they completely go away altogether, which people don't do anymore they? in the old days it would be people would be gone for six months for some reason mm. or another and then they come back whereas now people are on tv every week all the time having a match well why having a match you're no the match again what's the point what are they doing are they feuding with you know somebody completely random for no reason at all are they like
1: that's yeah. again one of the things that aew has done so well is like yeah. that exact thing you've just said is like well, all these random matches are happening that mean absolutely nothing. And I'm basically just watching it for the sake of it because it's happening on the wrestling show. And the yeah. commentary is going to tell me what's actually roughly happening right now. But everything that happens on Dark, everything that happens on Elevation, everything that happens anywhere in like the AEW universe counts for something. Yeah. And even if you don't necessarily know that right now, they'll pull out some stat. They'll be like, hey, this guy's won like a like 20 matches in a row. I'll be like, Where? he was like oh yeah. like a dark and elevation and stuff he's like yeah i didn't watch any of those shows doesn't matter though because i know that these are stats and if i was watching every week i could watch someone you know you could you could just be like yeah. i really like uh fuego del sol right so i'm gonna watch every single match that he has i'm just gonna follow him from every show yeah. and i will by osmosis start liking some other wrestlers but it means something if you watched like let's let's just take a like a random wrestler let's say like let's carry and cross right let's say yeah if you watched all actually no nah, he's probably too high bro like let's say there's someone low like one of the 24 7 guys and um, so if you watch one of the 24 7 guys matches every single week and follow them around from show to show you'd probably like get confused you would probably think they're like a really bad star because on all of those events they probably wouldn't even have a match or they probably lose it or you realize they are literally 50 50 booked so like at the end of it it's only if you like the guy or if he wins that it means anything at least it kind of i think that's something that tna tried once as well with like a ranking system and i think yeah this is that funnily enough that's coming up very soon yeah. actually like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in the bischoff era and they tried like a ranking system and stuff but like AEW have got it spot on but yeah there's a lot of matches that just happen matches yeah. just happen for some reason
0: and i think with AEW, because a lot of people are new or people you haven't seen again you see matches that you've not seen there's not many times you switch on wwe programming and see a match you haven't seen before mm. You know, whereas AEW still being a fairly new company, you've got new matches all the time, whether that's through bringing people in. Or whereas in WWE, there's only so many times you can see Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, or Bobby Roode, and you know, it's like. But you've seen all these people so many times. Again, ultimately, you know these people aren't actually going anywhere, or likely to ever go anywhere. Whereas in AEW, there is that chance of, you know, again, these are matches that if you are going to watch them, there may be enough in match, but you'd enjoy it mm-hmm. because they're given seven or eight minutes, you know, to put a match on and you've not seen this match 20 times before. So, but right. So, so <laughs> that's the second match of the, the three hour pay-per-view. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is, so this is well, we'll be we go back to ODB because she earlier on in the year before this was when she got together with, uh, Cody Dina. Oh yes. Yeah. And they were sort of co-champions at some point because I think it was like a mixed tag match where the titles are on the line, and Cody Dean pinned pinned uh, Robert Sky, I think it was the women's title on line, and he then lay claim to the women's championship. Yes, which led to a match between the two of them, and she pinned him to like become the true women's champion
1: so like I was, so I hadn't watched TNA for ages and, yeah. And, uh, last, was it last year? Must've been last year. Like last year, they were starting to do this, like just before the pandemic hit, there was supposed to be a show called TNA, no place like home. Yeah. And it was going to have like all the, like loads of originals on there. They were going to have like a, like an X ultimate X match. They have all this random stuff. Right. Um, when, when that was happening, they had Cody Dina turn up on that show. Cause in the end, it just ended up being like a random thing. Cody Dina has carried on that gimmick. Yeah. Like of him being like Joe Dirt. Right. But he has like people with him now. I don't know who these people are, but he has like <laughs> a family that turn up yeah. with him and they all look like it. So I just think it's, it just showed the legs on yeah. like a lot of the gimmicks in TNA. Cause some of them were so tongue in cheek that they could just work yeah like they just were and cody dina was d- d- definitely a character but yeah, yeah that's when the women's division got a little bit weird yeah. uh like that was but I, but i wonder if that was at the time because they had like santina morella uh, in the wwe and they were like oh maybe we can do this thing where we have like a woman uh, like the women the men's championship <laughs> is held by a woman and they could try something else it might have been like because there were a lot of times where they Influence to each other, so yeah. I don't know what's happening yeah. on the other side, but
0: but now he, he's, he's, he's in back in TNA now in a stable with Eric Young, really never stable, another stable with Eric Young, yeah, oh my yeah. god, they're Eskimo brothers as well.
1: I don't <laughs> know if anyone's gonna get that reference, but they're
0: Eskimo brothers as well. Like, that's crazy, okay. Um, so it's a Sotaro wins, and then yeah, she does a promo with Christy Hemi, nicely, Christy Hemi on the on the,
1: uh, on the ramp. Isn't it, um, uh oh it's not christy hemi it's ah oh, she does all the fight shows now as well and i can't think of who it is she like she uh can't
0: googling what yeah. not so carval
1: it is so carval it's so carval yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah there's more hogan stuff then january the 4th the monday yeah. night wars are on brother <laughs> apparently say. <so. laughs>
1: I love this Taz is like I've been waiting for this for so long. You've been in the coffee for like two seconds. <laughs> yeah. what are you talking about?
0: <laughs> So now one of my favorite TNA concepts, the, oh, the Feast God, of Fires. Mm. It's it's mm. it's a great idea, isn't it?
1: Tasty. Beautiful. Like yeah. this but this is what I mean, like TNA influencing WWE WWE like so we've got this match called Money in the Bank. Yeah. There's one briefcase, there's yeah. a few ladders, and like if you get it, you get a title shot. TNA are like, oh, we're going to do that shit and multiply it by four.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you've got all the titles, you've got the tag title, the Activision title, the world title, and, and you're fired, basically. That's the, the four options for the briefcases. The people in it, well, so, what a lethal liner. consequences, lethal consequences, I've like got lethal consequences. Right. It was good, Consequences Creed.
1: So good. I loved Consequences Creed.
0: <laughs> I'm massive Lethal as well. Um, yes. Yes. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, we're not far away from him doing his Ric Flair impression. Sorry, that was that, that was a few months <laughs> after this. <I> exactly. Mean. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, Cody Dino is kind of on his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beer Money, you're massively fucking over at this point, aren't they? Lino? God yeah. damn, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. The, and the World Elite, like their, their option, they're basically they're trying to stop. The storyline are trying to stop Beer Money from getting a briefcase, so they don't go after the tag titles. Kevin Nash is a member of the elite as well. Yeah. like <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all these young guys and then old man, old fucking Kenny Rogers, Kevin Nash. <laughs> it's fucking Whistler from Blade. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Christopherson. <Yeah. laughs> like... Who was the lady with him? She was like the... Yeah, who the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, some lady, his friend.
1: Like, I like the fact that, because wasn't this the time where, like, Kevin Nash was on TV and he'd just have, like, he'd just be in the backstage, yeah. just sitting there with some attractive woman. He'd be like, oh, do you want me to wrestle? Do
2: you yeah. Want me to,
1: to do something. This is another lady that I just brought onto the show. Yeah. Just some, just some broad.
0: Well, he was in the, the main event mafia, wasn't he? Kevin Nash was, like, Angle, Sting, Nash. Steiner was in the main event mafia. Steiner, well. yeah. Joe, I think Joe was in there for a bit And, well. and Kurt
1: Angle, yeah. Kurt Angle, yeah. And, uh, yeah.
0: I think Booker Booker was the main of isn't he? Booker, yes, Booker yes, Booker
1: is. Yeah. Booker I
0: made the like, mean, at this point, Booker, yeah, you know, Booker but... made the Legends
1: Championship when he was yeah. in like and he was just like, this is my championship and I own it. And I was just like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, I love yeah.
0: it. That's that. um there's a clip of when him and Nash come out and the commentary in there on TNA. And it's yeah. hilarious.
1: Like, <laughs> he just runs like I will now beat you up.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's doing like his kind of African British
2: <laughs> accent, whatever
0: it was, yeah. So yeah. Weird. <laughs> and then you got all these joke characters, and then Samoa Joe comes out. I forgot Samoa Joe was there at this point, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, looking like God. a fucking murderer,
1: goddamn um, beast.
0: Yeah. Uh well, yeah. So this is this is Cody Dino's last match in his run in TNA until 2016 when he came back. Oh damn! <laughs> I don't know what he was doing in the, in the the preceding seven years, but
1: probably, probably NASCAR.
0: Probably, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, so it's him and Sheikh Sheikh Abdul-Bashir, which, again, slightly kind of, I mean, we're <laughs> oh, yeah, type where mean- anyone this looks vaguely you know from the middle east but at least
1: he is from the middle east he's like one of the only wrestlers like at that period of time that wasn't like that wasn't doing the the guy from okay so when i was a kid yeah short circuit two was one of my favorite well short circuit my favorite movies right short circuit two was also one of my favourite movies. It took a long time for me to understand that the Indian guy in Short Circuit is not Indian. He's not Indian
0: saw, yeah. It's what's I, his name, I, Fisher Fisher Stevens, and that, I think yeah, it is. I saw him in
1: other stuff. The re- yeah. the day that again the K was broken of him being Indian was when I saw him as a fucking Cooper in Super Mario Brothers. Right? Yeah. And I was like, oh damn. But anyway, what's really funny about it is, is that like I loved that character and you know like um uh Mohammed Hassan is obviously Italian yeah and he's an Italian guy that was playing in a and it was not like he did not purpose he had like a little bit of a tan to him I love that Sheikh, like Sheikh Abdul Bashir is actually Asian and people are like I don't like that you're doing that gimmick and he's like I'm the only one that's (laughs) allowed to do this the only one like in this whole situation that could actually do this and like he did he did a good job though like merging the two gimmicks as well kind of being a bit of muhammad hassan taking that with him um yeah. but also just being a bit just a bit araby like, that's what he is isn't he like just like i'm a bit araby
0: yeah well he was I mean, i've got it written down somewhere when he was doing the the deal with um he was 20 when he no. was in wwf yeah he's 25 here so when he came in with muhammad hassan he was 20 years old i met
1: yeah were, uh, right, yeah I met Davari like so like when the WWE came over 2005 2006 um I I met Davari like it's a very weird long story so I'm not going to get all into it but we were at our hotel and like uh that he was at the internet cafe part of it and he was saying like cuz we are in Birmingham obviously he was like um I'm just looking for somewhere and my mate was like oh my god you're Davari can I speak to you and he says <laughs>
2: yeah
1: and he says yes yeah. so we sitting at this like internet cafe like we're in the hotel and he says do you know where uh small heath is i have family there and i was like of course you fucking do like (laughs) (laughs) but uh (laughs) but it was just great to see that he'd come to birmingham and he was so he must have been really really young because he's just like oh damn i might never do this again i'm literally gonna go look up some family in a country i've never been to before yeah. Uh, he was having Tom life so in Small Heath,
2: <laughs> yeah. in Small Heath. Yeah. he
1: was going I need to go to Small Heath and I was like you don't really
0: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
1: best yeah. off staying here
0: <laughs> he gets the first case and then Rob Big Rob gets the uh, gets the second case because yeah. Eric the young's annoyed because the plan is that you know they're trying to stop the, the the beer money from getting the cases but he didn't say anything about them getting the getting the cases true um and we got a few then a few a bit of a spell where beer and money had done all their sort of double team moves. And you remember when he could, obviously Bobby Rube went on to be in NXT, James Storm had like two matches in NXT, didn't he? Randomly. He
1: had, yeah. yeah, He had a cup of coffee. You know what, yeah. right. What's really interesting is that both him and Mr. Braden Walker spent about the same amount of time in the WWE <laughs>
2: yeah, like,
1: yeah. and yeah. made the same kind of impact that they did. Yeah. Like it's, uh, I think what's really sad about this, like, I I think it's sad, but like when um Beer Money was supposed to reform, so just when Bobby Roode actually went to the WWE to NXT, yeah. uh TNA said we're gonna reform Beer Money. No, like, we're gonna do it. Yeah, we want to keep yeah. Heath, James Storm. So by doing that, James Storm signed like an extension to his contract of like a few years. They said the same thing to Bobby Roode, and he was like see y'all later
0: <laughs> but gone. james
1: storm had already signed oh. for like an extended period of time so then at that point he was like yes i'm leaving so james storm was like "Ah, oh, shit but he'd already got like, given up his nxt position yeah. because he was coming back to tna apparently billy gunn helped him get into the company as well and billy right. gunn left at that time so he was there with no friends in nxt sorry about his damn luck and he got out but yeah. by leaving he then missed a chance to reform beer money in nxt because imagine beer money in nxt
0: that yeah. shit would
1: have gone yeah. like amazing clear i yeah. mean they wouldn't even have to call it beer money they could have called it something else but I, I, that would have been yeah. such a big deal in T N uh, in nxt i mean yeah. it's a shame it's a shame but,
0: but we've never got the what are they called now? The dirty dogs, What we? Yeah, uh...
1: dirty dogs, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we would have never got glorious, would we? We no, would never got a glorious no. deal because it would have just been this is beer money. Instead, they were like, shit, We've got this guy that's like a massive megastar, what do we do? Yeah, and the glorious
0: NXT stuff <laughs> is amazing, it? but again, that kind of got ruined as soon as he came up, mm. bring him up as a face. Well, yeah, yeah. I was so stupid. I was like, yeah, he's, a, he's,
1: yeah, a nat- yeah. he's a natural heel, yeah. Yeah. Nat- like, why, why didn't Vince look at him and go, <laughs> that's Rick Rude?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it is, isn't it? Basically, yeah. yeah. It's Rick Rude plus Ric Flair with the robe, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. no, yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so he gets, uh, Big Rob gets a case, then Nash gets a case and it comes down to like oh, yeah he, i love
1: how pissed off like ey gets when nash gets a case as yeah, well yeah yeah that's the whole point is like keep everyone with the case nash just walks over and pulls the case down <laughs> yeah,
0: and like, yeah. <laughs> yeah and then it's like joe and cody dina for the last case so yeah joe gets it so yeah it just, if we get angle and aj backstage and they kind of allude to like angle still like he's like oh you know I am do what I do tonight, but I'm coming for you. Like you're the, you know, I'm, I'm after that title. So, and that was the, that was the main event on that big January fourth show. That was the. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't yeah. it like,
1: like no commercial interruption? I'm sure it yeah. was like one of those star matches. Yeah.
0: Um, oh damn! Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, then we get the. uh Oh, and
1: then they tell. Then, isn't it? Then they actually tell us what they, this is. Another interesting thing that TNA did. Yeah. They're like we're gonna tell you who's won the briefcase. We're gonna tell you right now. We're yeah. gonna tell you right now after we go backstage. <laughs> like, oh, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, they go back. I I, I like Jeremy Borash. You called it Jeremy Borash, don't
1: Oh yeah. No, I, I love I love Borash. Like you, he he kept the wheels go like he ke- keeps the train going. Like yeah. sometimes. It really does go off the rails, and you can see Barash, and he's just like—you can see it in his mind. Least isn't WCW. Lisa isn't WCW. Least isn't WCW. But <laughs> he pulls it together every single time. Like he's a—he uh, is great. He's yeah. great, and he—he—he he, he, he holds it together. Plus, he has some of the best, like—he has one of the best scared looks in the business.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: yeah, when yeah. someone like him and he does that whole like bulging his eyes out, and he's like, "Oh no, they're going to kill me. They're going to eat
0: me." He does <laughs> the best. So <laughs> it was Kevin Nash and his, his lady friend at first. And Nash looks knackered. He still looks, <laughs> right? he still looks
1: tired. I what man. Well, what, what uh. was best about that match was he did stuff in that match. One of the things he did in that match was an Irish whip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Random, he just but he's like, oh god, oh god. Christopherson is not happy.
0: So Kevin Nash him. was 50 at this point. Okay. So that means he's... Like 62, no? 63? 62. Jesus.
1: Um, the same age as L- L- Lorraine uh, Lorraine Kelly. She's 62. 62.
0: She
1: recently Nine. become a CBE, and she was like, I'm 62 years old. And I was like, oh, yeah. no, you're not. Well,
0: um, yeah, and his good lady friend. And they've got the, uh, the tag title, which she seems quite a pleased about. Um, mm-hmm. And then Joe comes up. He's got the world title, which kind of makes sense. So that leads me down to the last two briefcases: Big Rob and the Sheikh. You so fire like, them both, uh, wouldn't you? Really? <laughs> you know what? Yeah. You know, you know what? Yeah.
2: So
1: some Oscar-worthy acting from Rob Terry.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah,
1: You see Sheikh, that he's all happy. He's like la 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 la, and Rob yeah. like he keeps, he keeps he keeps he keeps like sucking in. He keeps. Like, yeah. Very it's, good. It's very, acting. In, yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Um. And yeah, so Big Rob gets the X Division title shot, and Devary gets gets fired. So.
1: Mhm, and and like oh what God. I like as well is Barash says, "Uh, good luck in your future." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he
0: does. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he was twenty-five at this point, worry. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: <sighs> there's there's an interesting thing that Taz says as well, which is like he keeps saying, <laughs> like he keeps saying, "It's like just so everybody knows, like this is legitimate. Like yes, if he doesn't know yeah, he's
0: yeah. getting
1: fired. Can yeah. you all understand like the severity of this? We're firing this man because of this match. Like, yeah. can you all like?" Take
2: yeah, yeah, I, I like yeah.
1: that one of the years Curry Man got fired and yeah. then Daniels turned up like because I'm sure that in the first few Feast of Fire matches it's like a, a variation of like Christopher Daniels yeah. lost every single time Yeah.
0: mentioned <laughs> <And then laughs> the main event didn't they he was like, he, he says that he was he got fired in the, the Feast of Fire and yeah, he yeah. And yeah. getting fired and then the year after I think Curry Man got fired
1: But but like it's always an interesting thing because like especially when like they even build it up in this match. Jerry Borash is like, Well, Nash, you might get fired before Hogan turns up. And yes. Nash just looks at the camera, like, No, I fucking won't.
0: Like, what are you talking about? Nash kind I'm of playing. just like looks at the camera, sort of raises his eyebrows, like, I am not fuck, to be honest. Like, like I, yeah. I, I'm
1: not going anywhere. You've
0: already paid <laughs> yeah, yeah. for the hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, next match is it's confusing. I don't know the backstory to this match, but. So it was an eight-man tag elimination match. yeah very confusing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to explain the rules because I didn't really understand what well, I was apparently watching. on the on the impact before it was they had a match where whoever won that match would get the advantage so or whoever lost that match would have to start the match on their own for five minutes okay so I didn't understand that yeah. that was what time timer was there okay so it's team 3d I always found it weird they couldn't call them the dudley boys <laughs> team 3d rhino and jesse neil the old uh famous navy man jesse neil um against Hernandez on his own <laughs> to start off with but i like again if you're gonna send somebody out on their own i i forgot like he, he was a monster wasn't he?
1: Hernandez. super over at that time as well super yeah. max yeah one of Fee, but, and again that was where TNA really flourished it's like you got this big guy and he's doing like flips he's like doing toepees, yeah. he's doing everything and he'd do a topé and land on his feet and just like walk off and you're like yeah. badass and then in the WWE you wouldn't get that Um no. Hernandez goddamn. also Matt Morgan in this match as well like all the hits being played at this match
0: yeah, so yeah, the first five minutes is Hernandez versus the other guys. Okay. So and uh Hernandez eliminates Rhino in the process. And then it's strange, so Jesse Neal gets a chair and goes to use it. I think he hits Hernandez with the chair, didn't he? And Hernandez picks yeah, it up and yeah, yeah. kills Jesse Neal literally with the chair. <laughs> <He> <laughs> snaps it on top of his head, basically. And yeah, the, and the referee was <laughs> yeah. like, whoa, what are you doing? That's yeah, gone yeah, too yeah. far. That's too much. I think Justin Neal got eliminated as well. And then came Matt Morgan, Pope, and Suicide. The suicide, I forgot Suicide. Suicide was a character in the game, wasn't he? Yes. The TNA. Yes. Was there only any- ever one TNA?
1: I believe there was two video games what i understand but in the original video game suicide was a character that was within the game so you start the game and you um you have no like you get beaten up at the start of the game you have no memory who you are and you wake up in mexico and then you have to wrestle to learn like what happened um but the character was called suicide and i guess to help sell the game the character was also a wrestler who they said was from the video game. Yeah, uh, And then he was played by Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, at one point by Austin Aries, so you could get like a random match. Basically anyone who was anyone put on the suicide outfit. There's yeah. like a really amazing series between Suicide and Christopher Daniels where they literally play there.
2: And, uh, aren't you me? Uh, yeah, you,
1: yeah. You're me, right? You can't both be here at the same time. That doesn't make any sense. But yes.
0: Um, I quite like that idea. It's a cool gimmick.
1: And also, I loved like the fact that he was like from a video game, yeah. so they didn't have to really give him any story or anything. It's just like, he'd turn up in X Division matches, do crazy shit, and then... Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah yeah like yeah so yeah the pope and and matt morgan um yeah so the big yeah the big dive from from hernandez um and we get the we get the 3d on suicide and just pope and morgan left against the dudleys pope gets taken out by the 3d and then matt morgan kind of monitors up and, and matt morgan had his dna set into space
1: and I know he was the DNA The DNA, DNA of DNA, yeah.
0: The, blueprint. the DNA of TNA. Yeah. Has he had his DNA set to the space?
1: Yeah, yeah, That, yeah, ju- yeah, that yeah. just sounds like he's got good aim. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I wonder, Matt Morgan is a politician now, isn't mm, he? He's, yeah. like a, like he's a, a
0: Republican, s- yeah.
1: Hmm, Yeah. You. Yeah. You can, you can see it. Like, but even, even back then, like, I, I liked, like, that, team like him and like obviously later years you see him and Hernandez team up god damn yeah like I would have loved to at their peak have seen like them face off against like the brothers of destruction that would yeah. have been like such uh both teams pulling out of each other but yeah um really really interesting Hernandez that he wasn't bigger I feel like mm. if he'd made the trip over to the WWE, they would have really put the rocket on him. But at the same time, maybe they would have put him into like an Omos role, like a yeah. silent guy who didn't have that much cool yeah. response
0: him. Or he'd either come out with fucking maracas. and a, <laughs> like he'd, be, he'd, be like,
1: he'd be like the Mexico's butler or some shit. <laughs> yeah, <don't> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, But there was always talk of, around this time and like a few years after, Matt Morgan going back to... WWE is it be mean, never obviously never happened but because he had that kind of yeah I mean he had the the look didn't he at that, at that time and uh
1: they gave him a stuttering gimmick didn't they, they give him a stuttering gimmick yeah. Matt Morgan and I was like okay <laughs> that's fine yeah but have you just why have you done this to him there was no need there was, there was no like no need no. at all
0: yeah um yeah so I mean Matt Morgan wins in the end of me and mm. the carbon footprint yeah let's finish your move yeah the
1: carbon footprint But <laughs> don't you think it's amazing that like all of it he could have like now you cancel that shit like immediately but like at some point someone's going be like so when you're a wrestler your move was called the carbon footprint can you explain yeah. that to us well, my, yeah. my foot's pretty small so my carbon footprint was pretty small fine yeah Next question.
0: And what have you had your DNA sent into space? (laughs) That's
1: a good aim. (laughs) Kicked it into space with a carbon footprint.
0: Yeah, I like to think he wanked it into space, to be honest.
1: Exactly, you're just there. Maybe maybe that's the inspiration for, like, the dick rocket that went into space.
0: Maybe that's, like... I'm not familiar with the dick rocket. Was it
1: Elon, or was it... um, Oh, no, 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 it was not Elon, it was the other one, Bezos. Didn't he create... A ship to go into space, the Amazon ship, and it looks like a massive cock.
0: Okay, yeah, no, I'll take your right word for that. I'm not going to Google massive cock going into don't, space. Don't, you don't, no, want to no. Touch no. So speaking of, uh, I don't know, but then we now, now we get the vignette for the um, for the next match, but not for the next match, for the match in about 20 minutes' time. The
1: yeah,
0: abyss, Doctor Stevie, Daphne, Foley, Raven kind of story. So so this yeah. is
1: something that i think i said earlier as well it's like i'm sure that everybody remembers TNA's like very interesting way of like putting things together but yeah. sometimes i see seri- i honestly think that they weren't sure what match was coming up next None. and that they didn't have a proper running order and that someone wasn't ready or that scott steiner just said fuck y'all and just decided that that match was his next
0: yeah he was he was horny, so he wanted to get his match out of the way. So
1: exactly,
2: <laughs>
0: but yeah. So the, I mean, the whole I I can remember it, watching that impact when Foley turned up and they put the like his like TNA thing was the smiley face, wasn't it with the
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. It sounded kind of like John Moxley's music. Yeah,
0: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But so he <laughs> came in and inexplicably he was TNA champion earlier on this year. And he'd thing Although he's probably younger than Sting at this point. But <laughs> didn't he win like King of the Mountain? Well he won, yeah, I mean he won he beat Sting I mean, He, won he was the... gonna be I think he lost it to Angle. Yeah. But he had this give it where he was only gonna defend it once a year or that kind of thing. That was his uh... <laughs> So he's already face heel and then face again by this point. Um but yeah, so he got involved with Abyss and Dr. Stevie came in. It's like Abyss. So Abyss was if, if we go back, so we'll, we'll go back to the abyss the, the story. Actually, no, we'll get to the abyss storyline when we get to the match. Exactly, so that's what i saying. Well,
1: let's not tear. Yeah, this. I know, yeah, Let's, Sorry, let's not TNA. I <laughs> We got so
0: sucked into because that's. Oh, I you getting confused? <laughs> was if you look at this vignette, you like, see Foley, Raven, Doctor Stevie. Uh, you see Raven getting set on. Uh, no, Abyss getting set on fire somewhere. I was that? I was like.
1: Yeah, there's like some random segment like, well, you know what? Yeah, let's move on. We'll come back to that when the match happens because otherwise yeah. it'll make no sense. Like, yeah. no sense. so the next match was the 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 match is the last man standing match between Scott oh, yeah. starner and the Boss, the Boss Bobby Lashley,
0: the Boss I, Bobby Lashley.
1: I didn't remember that he was called the Boss.
0: Yeah, well, this was kind of his. He was doing like MMA stuff as well when really at the time, mm-hmm. and he had like uh kind of he had like car noises in his music as well. The Boss. Uh, Bobby Lashley.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, the main thing was that Crystal came out for some reason all the time of for all of his battles. So he was like, hey, I'm the boss, but this is the boss yeah. lady, and she's going to direct traffic.
0: Yeah. So the storyline with this is basically that Scott Slyra wants to have sex with Bobby Lashley's wife.
1: But not not any of that bestiality sex, like just regular sex. None of that yeah. Kurt Angle stuff. Wait no. a second. Kurt Angle did a similar
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, that was with, um, with Charmel. Charmel yeah 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 but yeah was yeah basically that was the the premise behind it. it scott steiner thinks women all women are attracted to him uh and yeah <laughs> <filler. laughs> <laughs> um and yeah and he, he's, he can't believe it that you know Crystal's not, not attracted to scott steiner so there, there's an amazing
1: part in the uh in the promo where <laughs> like it's great because i wish i'm gonna go back and probably watch some of these old impacts because they must have been so fun right yeah but there's a there's a point where you see scott steiner there's two points in the video one of them is he's having an interview backstage where he's just had a fight with bobby lashley he's wearing his sunglasses but he's just covered in blood <laughs> yeah. and he's just talking, I was like, that was fantastic. i want to go back and watch that interview at some point and there's another point when he's having an interview with borash borash is like what what's that on your t-shirt and he's like that's crystal it's the first time she'd been on my chest And it's just a picture of it. I was like He's so sleazy God yeah. damn it I respect him right, he that's remember,
0: that's But yeah, the tights With a face on his arm Like the old uh, Rick Rue there. Check the yeah. thing Yeah
1: Yeah Yeah yeah. It's absolutely fantastic Just such a It's such a Scott Steiner thing to do But yeah. This match um, They both look
0: The same age it Pretty much I mean last year He was probably young At this point Mm-hmm I mean, he came in, I think he came in earlier on in the year, the TNA. But I think when he left, he was doing was some sort of tie-in with MMA and kind of, so he was wasn't it? around. Yeah.
1: yeah, he went to he went to an MMA promotion, but there was a cross-promotion with TNA where they kind of did yeah. stuff together, didn't they?
0: They were always doing that sort of thing, weren't they? And they bring in like random MMA people, and wouldn't. <laughs> none of it wouldn't. None of it would ever hit, would it? It would be,
1: uh, yeah. Didn't uh, they bring in like America's top team? Like, at some Dan point, Lambert like, was in. Dan Lambert was there wasn't he? he? yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he had to think that he brought in uh it was Angel Ortiz or or Tito Ortiz. Wasn't it? Tito Ortiz yeah yeah Tito yeah. Ortiz is there and then that dude from uh um the
1: A-Team the yeah, yeah. Barakas from A-Team he was yeah. there uh R- Rampage Jackson yeah at some point of it I remember yeah. it's like hi this is Rampage Jackson hi this is Tito Ortiz oh we're all here Actually, we're embarrassed to come here. We're never going to come here again. (laughs) It's like there's still from TNA. One of my favorite images from TNA is you know, the movie Head of State with Chris Rock. There's a point in that movie where they go to a wrestling event, and because Chris Rock is trying to become president, so he turns up anyway. They obviously can't afford to go to the WWE, so they go to TNA. And there was this video in like all the video packages from TNA back in the day. We've got Chris Rock going this is the best professional wrestling almost <laughs> yeah. like he's been like held hostage it's the best professional wrestling i've ever seen in my life and then he leaves and it's like i'm an amazing actor obviously but it's 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 shit like that yeah. <laughs> like i i'd I love from this time yeah so so yeah so lashley um and steiner Kicking the shit out of each other when they came out well, to start with. Well, first yeah. of all, obviously, Steiner going up to go to Crystal, hey, hey,
0: where are you going? Yeah, he chases after her, and he? <laughs> come out. Yeah, yeah. Immediately, <laughs> the bell rings, like, well, I'm running after that woman. He's at ringside. Yeah, yeah. But you get, yeah, and there's a metal pipe involved, and you get a, a Frankenstein off the top rope, which is insane in 2009. So, uh, and then, yeah, so the, the end is he gets to get his pipe, and Crystal throws the pipe to Lashley. We then clonks Scott Stone on the head with the pipe. But he drops it. That's what he drops it, not he? He drops <laughs> it to him. He drops it. But he quickly does like a, a spear because he's like he dropped the pipe and then picks the pipe up and then whacks Steiner it's, with the pipe. So
1: it's it's weird because like every single time Scott Steiner just screams like yeah. someone comes in. Shut up. There, there is also, if I've made a note, which is at some point. Taz, like obviously, Taz has just turned up, right? I didn't realize how how shortly it turned up. He said, uh, so he said at one point, he's like, some would say, vintage Steiner. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could do, you could just see it at this point. Taz was very happy. He was given a lot of freedom. Yeah, he was allowed to say whatever he wanted to. But uh, yeah, uh, like great match, like exactly what it needed to be. Yeah, and. Like when you see Bobby Lashley now doing similar style matches, like that match he had against Roman Reigns,
2: um,
1: he could still go. Like he still got, he he just looks more vascular now. He looks scarier, um, but the bones were still there. So, uh, good match, good match. Yeah,
0: like now he's again the the heel version of Lashley from the past year was probably one of the high points of wrestling, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, is is you know. So yeah but before that you kind of he was never kind of really kind of booked right or presented right, whereas in the last year he has been presented right and obviously he got married to he got married to rusev That wasn't a great uh storyline, was it? Yeah,
1: that was weird, <laughs> but like no, but again like who who came out of that looking stupid? I think the only person that came out of that looking stupid was Vince. Because, yeah. you know what? I loved that storyline when it first started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I thought it was great. Like, all the, you know, like, when they realized they'd struck gold and they made that, like, fake TMZ ad at the beginning of, like, an episode of Raw. And they were yeah. like, tonight, oh, this shit's happening. And I was like, oh, they, maybe they figured it out. They are like, nope, they haven't, they haven't. It. it was just Vince wanting to do another cuckolding fantasy because, yeah. obviously, Vince has a deep-seated obsession with
0: those. <laughs> he might do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Steiner wins and then yeah so now we get uh, Foley
1: yeah now we get that match, now,
0: <laughs> that we get that match. now we get that match he's looking forward to seeing Hulk Hogan on January 4th as we all yeah. are so yeah so yes. Raven and Dr. Stevie out mm-hmm. with their weapons and Daphne as well yeah and you uh, also talking so about
1: this fire this fire setting so like earlier on like like in the the video package that I saw. Yeah. Mick Foley was set on fire at some point. Yeah. And then they say, they like stuck Stevie. To like, you look a little harder to the collar. So at some point he was set on fire. And yeah. then Abyss is like, I'm not going to help you. Then he gets set on fire. Like his leg gets set on fire randomly, like backstage in TNA yeah. universal studio. Yeah, yeah. Luckily they were filming it. Luckily yeah. they were filming this shit. And then he turns up and says, I'm not going to abandon you Foley and that's guess how yeah. they team up in this reason
0: so back in the start so at the start of the year abyss was seeing a therapist we didn't really see the therapist on screen for a while and then it turned out it was dr stevie Doctor uh and he was managing Abyss for a while but then every abyss got into a like a relationship with a backstage interviewer who was like his girlfriend oh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah like i think stevie was being mean to her so then he, he turned on dr stevie Yes, um, that sounds familiar. Yeah, and then Foley got involved in uh, in this sort of feud, and they ended up, he turned on Abyss, and then ended up going back with Abyss and turning on Stevie Richards, and then Raven came in, and uh, people got set okay. on fire, and it's not really worth it's not worth worth, well to be
1: honest they didn't care enough to play it again (laughs) they played it once and then they gave the most like blasé like kind of update they were just like yeah this match is coming up Uh, you saw the video earlier
0: and uh, yeah just go back and watch that and you know what's going up next yeah
1: just rewind this live pay-per-view because you're not on Peacock and then uh, yeah. just watch that bit that just happened. <laughs>
0: so yeah, so they come out and then Foley and Stevie and uh, Abyss come out and Foley's going to make it a Foley's Funhouse match. And you realise as the match starts, it's probably only really out of the four people in this match at this point, it's really really Abyss and Stevie Richards can still wrestle. <laughs> so <laughs> Raven and Foley go back like straight away, don't they? They're in the back mm-hmm. and you get the match. And then, yeah, so lots of... No, again, no... I was just, we have blood in the. We didn't have any blood, did we? Until no. the until the next match. So well, that's what I mean. In this match,
1: yeah. I, I think that like even though this was a hardcore match, like yeah. it wasn't over the top hardcore. No. It was. It was just like a fun, yeah, almost like a fun. it's just a fun gimmick match. Yeah. And it. I think it's one of the only ones though that had like a nice kind of build to it anyway. From what I saw, it wasn't just like there was story there. Like Foley's flipped back and forth like a hundred times, and yeah. I guess it also kind of it just gave Foley something to do. Yeah. Um. I I don't think it was good for him though at that time for no, doing that geez. personally because dude he was killing himself. Yeah. For, for a stupid reason as well I think like you know just to prove he could still do it. Yeah. Um. But at least he probably got paid a shitload of money for it. Yeah. Well, that, More than he probably deserved at the time. Yeah, like you'll probably say the same, but
0: yeah, that I mean to be fair, that he didn't do a lot in this match. But he does a uh, elbow off the ramp, doesn't he? Through the table when Steve is on the. Yeah, I mean, mm. shouldn't he fucking do that? <laughs> I went watching that. It's like no, he's not gonna do it. But yeah, it's like I read. I've read Foley's
1: book. You know, the first one. Have a nice yeah. day. And he speaks about like how that elbow to the outside was like one of his trademarks that he used to do all the time. Yeah, and how. Slowly but surely, he realized that he was just crippling himself yeah, because yeah. you don't. Know, he would land on his elbow like a crazy person, He'd go out there, land on his elbow. And after time, they were like, Yo, it's probably a stupid idea for you to yeah, do that. But the best idea, I. No. too late. Yeah,
0: no, so yeah, yeah, this is like what seven, eight minutes. And this, uh, yeah, there's lots of weapons and daftness, and but yeah, the good guys win in the end.
1: Yeah, Abyss picks up the wind, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, Abyss looked great coming out of this. I, I yeah. liked this storyline for Abyss because it gave him something to do, um, which made sense because all of his lore and everything was very, like, there's a lot there. So you could say, yeah, I can believe him speaking to this Dr. Stevie guy. Because wasn't there a point when Abyss was, like... Because he was wearing, like, the white jumpsuit when he was, like, a good yeah. guy, wasn't he? And he was being controlled by Dr. Stevie. Yeah. And then he took that off and became, like... Foley, he looks a lot like Foley actually, dressed yeah, a lot like Foley. He's wearing like, like the
0: flannel t shirt and the flannel shirt. Yeah. So he's, yeah, taking on the sort of Foley persona. But yeah, obviously, he went on to do some, you know, I think about a couple of years down the line when he's doing the stuff where he was doing the, the split personality gimmick with Joseph Park and, the, and, yeah, that was incredible. Love that shit. Yeah, Love that, was that really shit. Amazing. Love that yeah. so much. Yeah. And when he turned up, that character turned up randomly, didn't he? Was it last year in a, on like a random SmackDown? Yeah. Yeah, it was like a random said, smackdown yeah, where yeah. there was
1: like uh um, was it aj wanted to show like a like a like some pictures he was like yeah. i've got this visual aid here you go i've got this guy that's brought the visual aid with him what yeah. was his name didn't he call him like joe or something you didn't call him joe's part like this guy and was like
0: who? everyone you know who i am <laughs> i was like god damn we know who you are yeah <laughs> but it was like for a week it was like wow he's gonna be like an on screen character and gonna, but like now nah, he didn't appear again yeah just, no, I think
1: yeah it, it should be one of those things where he was like i would love to just be on tv one time yeah, yeah just to like prove yeah. that i'm here yeah and it ah uh, great shit great
0: yeah shit. that was good that love was it. good stuff um so yeah so barbed wire and uh, dual sockos as well at the end Mm-hmm. yeah so right now we get on to the serious business right, oh so,
1: god damn yes
0: so uh, we get the interview with um joe and borash and joe's like when am i gonna cash in my my briefcase and tonight or am i gonna wait till hulk hogan turns up and mean um, joe was a killer not me
1: dude joe's again like it was times like that that i worried for joe maybe going to the wwe yeah. because i knew that they kind of mess him up and like around this time i'm sure umaga was still happening yeah and like i'm not again not saying that against umaga but like we were all sitting here and like wrestling fans at the time i remember he's like discussing this and i was like if samoa joe goes to the wwe he will be a marga version 2.0 they will not let him talk they will get him out there because he's a little he isn't the right fit size wise they'll put as much makeup as they can on him and yeah. like really push that and he will be a margo version 2.0 and mm. then they didn't do that because he went to nxt obviously yeah. but there was that chance um and he, but he was so good yeah. so believable he's like i'm gonna fuck you up <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and great well,
0: stuff. one of our up- upcoming christmas specials we've done the uh uh the match from um unbreakable the triple threat match oh yeah. yeah with samoa joe daniels and aj from 2005 first like triple threat match they had and that was yeah uh, again that was insane i remember again yeah, i remember watching seeing the we'll talk about it in a minute but when angle came in and that was his first kind of feud with, with samoa joe when he headbutted him in the ring and that oh, like my God. yeah i mean that's that is yeah i mean yeah it's like it's like
1: what what do you you do in it like you come in and you you know you you go for the biggest dog in the yard and like just the respect from that from both sides because it didn't just make angle a big deal it made joe a bigger deal because it's like biggest you are the biggest dog anyway yeah no we'll talk about that later but yeah yeah
0: yeah but um yeah so Desmond. Desmond Wolf. Desmond, Desmond Wolf. Wolf. I've, Desmond Wolf. So that was one of the. I, at the time, I was like, I know the name Desmond Wolf. That was one of the names in With Nell and I, and with Nell discussing what names to take as an actor. Oh, is it? In I did not know that. And then I searched on Twitter, I put Desmond Wolf in, and someone actually asked Nigel McGuinness at some point, did uh, did they get the name Desmond Wolf from With Nell and I? And he was like, I'm a big fan of the film, but no, I was just given that name, basically. So oh wow yeah i think people are like i must have got that he must have taken that from with but you know no, he, no, probably, no. he probably you probably did, did.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah no maybe yeah, he, yeah. maybe he did but he just can't tell anyone so yeah, i maybe. saw nigel McGuinness. um he came to um birmingham years and years ago to the uh to the glee club like in birmingham oh. city center to yeah. show his documentary at yeah. the time, he was going around the whole of the country showing his documentary different places. I managed to get two tickets to it. It was like a sit down. You watch the movie, then you talk about it afterwards. Um, but what was really interesting at the time, I had no idea who these people were. But like Spud was there, Robbie right. Brookside was there, all yeah. these people that he then said like, "Oh, you're Robbie Brookside." Everyone's like, "Oh, this is that." Would have been like two just after his TNA time. Yeah. Um. But I loved Desmond Wolfe. Like, you know, like, he was such... Because he was British. Yeah. And because he was a bit of a dickhead. And because he was basically Jason Statham. Like, that was his... <laughs> yeah, him, yeah, right. Just yeah. <laughs> that so He was Jason Statham. Uh, I loved it. And his stuff with Angle, just sub- sublime. Sublime yeah. shit, man. Like, every single time.
0: So I used to listen to... Uh, I still listen to it now called uh, Smart Wrestling Fan, a podcast. And mm-hmm. they... Um, They'd always talk about, they do like indie results and indie shows and stuff. And they'd always talk about Nigel McGuinness and like and this like ROH stuff. And and then obviously when he turned up, I'd never seen any of his matches before. And then when he turned up in TNA, it was always you know, Nigel McGuinness is signed with TNA and he's due to debut. And then he turned up in his Desmond Wolf. Because again, at the time, so apparently he was in September of 2009. He was still with ROH and they announced that he was leaving to sign with WWE okay he failed i think he had like an injury at the time and they didn't take the option up to sign him so he signed Mm -hmm. for tna um it's part of that that
1: documentary you get a chance i want to see what it is while we're talking but it was a really good documentary which goes into because a lot of people speculated that it was potentially hepatitis yeah i
0: remember that yeah yeah um
1: because obviously like his his kind of style there was a lot of bloodletting and so people were like oh shit is it that like but it was something just like a yeah like really benign kind of normal thing but he was like yeah i'm not gonna go there because they i think it might have even been concussions actually yeah um, (laughs) yeah fantastic wrestler and again someone who translated onto doing commentary quite well but as desmond wolf the little little pot you know like he was just amazing fucking amazing and this yeah. is one of those matches which showed why he was so good
0: well I watched his I went back and looked to watch like his debut in TNA and it was just after the main event Mafia finished and Angle's doing this sort of speech backstage with Borash saying or I got it all wrong like the young guys are the the future and I want to wrestle with these young guys and sort of put the young guys over and then he turns up in the office like to chat to Angle and says oh like pleased to meet you and stuff and you're like a, I'm such a big fan of yours and you know and you've been such an inspiration. Then he sort of turns away from Angle, looks at the camera and it sort of like adjusts his jacket or whatever. It takes his sunglasses off and then turns around and just fucking smacks Angle. starts well as beating them up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what a Davey. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh,
1: so the documentary, uh, so this was 2012 actually. So I must've yeah. seen it in about 2013 documentary is called the last of McGuinness. Yeah. So that's a cell. I believe it's self funded that he did it yeah. himself. um, really good documentary if you've got if anyone out there got time to listen to it um yeah. sorry watch it even it it really goes through a lot of his history and what it means to be um an independent wrestler back in that time so like end of 2009 2010 um and all of that in between and some really yeah. interesting cameos as well in that movie if i remember right
0: yeah but yeah so yeah this is his, his first kind of feud when he comes in is with angle and mm-hmm. you kind of forget how good angle was still at this point he I mean, looks like when Angle come out, comes out and I loved Angle's TNA theme music as well mm-hmm. yeah yeah wasn't it coming by up from CFO the, as well yeah
1: yeah. Like, yeah.
0: and the entrance really comes up from the yes yeah I love that shit. oh it's yeah like, it's, it's like the
1: um, it's like the slow version of Rey Mysterio's entrance yeah so just like but it's like i love it and yeah you just turn up angle again such a big deal for tna such a big deal for tna if it wasn't for angle i think that that company would it wouldn't have died but it wouldn't have made the biggest splash it did when angle first turned up yeah because like that's that's a pay for you that you could tell that everyone was so excited because it meant something um and he was still so good. These matches that he had showing the new guys, like, obviously he was working hurt, like, massively at the time, but he did not show it No, at all. And,
0: and listen, uh, you, they got some iconic, the, the Samojo music, the Angle music, the AJ music are all, like, really, you know, classic. Oh, yeah. Musics, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. And,
1: and like, the, they, especially Angles, like, I think it just, it, it made him a little bit better and obviously like you with angle you know who he is yeah he is a wrestling machine and like everything that they did with music with um every wrestler i think that it really added to it like i i AJ aj's theme was single ball like they yeah, had yeah, that or yeah. everything else obviously that is something like a carryover from the indies Yeah, but like i love that it had that feeling and yeah classic AJ. Yeah, Classic ever, yeah. actually. But yes, yeah. Desmond, Desmond Wolf versus Kurt Angle in, and what was it, a three degrees of pain match.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the first fall okay. is a normal pinfall. Second submission, and third, you've got to get out of the, get out of the cage. Got it. So, but yeah, I mean, Desmond Wolf look, they both look amazing, to be fair, like, in the peak of physical condition. Mm-hmm. But it's quite a slow, sort of methodical kind of match by lots of it, it's good again with the different kind of break it up we've got again like a pinfall so the first one i think desmond wolf wins the first one it is the is it the tarot london is He gets someone on the top yes. right to like there yeah 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 see so a couple of those and he wins the first uh four and then uh the second four with lots of submission holds on and off and angle gets them on and desmond Wolf gets someone on and they kind of exchange submission moves I mean,
1: that was, their, that was their kind of deal, though. And I think that's kind of the thing that I really liked was that they wrestled, they really chain wrestled. And yeah. I think I, I was getting really into it at the time, like as that being like a better version of wrestling, because um, it just looks more impressive. And these two guys, both of them are so good at it, like submission, submission, so submission counter, submission counter, submission yeah. counter, technical breakout, this breakout. And that's why I loved watching them, because you're just like, whoa, <laughs> like, how they do that
2: shit?
0: Yeah. So he, he, Angle gets second with, uh, with an ankle lock and makes him tap out. And then <laughs> just after the sort of the third fall, Desmond Blades <laughs> savagely. Oh, yes. You can kind of see it as well. Like, he goes into the, he throws again in the cage and like, you can see his hand like slowly move. And uh, yeah, so. And then lots of blood then for the rest of the match. Um, but yeah, so the finish is good. So obviously you have to get out of the cage through the, a few times like Desmond morphs, like almost out of the cage and Angle drags him back. But then he kind of punishing his legs like he's doing the uh, submission moves on Desmond Wolf. And they're like, We can't win by submission. So but then Angle climbs a cage and Desmond Wolf gets up, or he sort of wakes up as Angle's climbing the cage, but because Angle's fucked his legs up, he can't. So he's dragging himself along the along the ring to try and get out because his legs are fucked, so he can't move. So he's sort of slowly dragging himself out, but Angle gets out over the top before he manages to to escape. But yeah, I mean to, for a long for a longish match to have the three different stipulations through the and realistic stipulations not like a fucking table match and like an inferno match and that kind of thing it was like three kind of you know um, and they both they, I get it suited to start a wrestler as well That's and was this
1: and I think this might have been the last time we saw the six sides of steel as
0: well probably was yeah because six sides brother only get you to uh, only get you so far True <laughs> somebody once <laughs> said <laughs> Uh, uh so yeah so yeah so that's angle wins and he's we're backstage with foley again in Borash and then foley's talking more about hogan and he you know he wants to meet him on the january the 4th so mm. we'll see so yeah, how that works out but uh yeah and then we're on to the main event
1: yes 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 oh wow that was (laughs) was a match wasn't it like you know what it is a really good match but there's something that you messaged me just as we were finishing this match which doesn't happen till much later yeah but i feel like it happened for a long duration of the match yeah these two guys um obviously they they, the christopher daniels and aj uh, for the title aj is currently champion i loved this 'cause you were saying that you guys watched um Unforgiven. Not yeah. oh, Unforgiven. Um Unbreakable, sorry. Unbreakable, yeah. Um you watched Unbreakable and in That's Unbreakable.
0: Point, yeah? in, in kayfabe World, that comes out in a few days' time. But oh, yeah. you've got know you was... to look forward to yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah. But it's
1: but it's but I was, saying, yeah, but I was it's nice to kind of like see this. Like yeah. two guys, two homegrown guys really, like even yeah. though they've been in other places, you'd say they were TNA through and through. Yeah. And they're in the main event you and they're having a great goddamn match yeah uh in until there's a bonk on the head yeah. <laughs>
2: well
0: the story kind of going up to it is you've got obviously aj's been champion for a while and daniels is they were friends and they, they showed like a footage of aj being attacked by somebody backstage and like daniels is denying it was him i don't know if it ever was turned out to be daniels but there's the thing where AJ doesn't trust him and Daniels gets quite defensive about like, you know, we've been friends for years and I've been a better friend to you than you've been to me. And I've been fired several times under various, <laughs> various guises and you never spoke up for me. And, you know, this friendship's been always been really good for you, but what have I got at this friendship? And
1: it's, it's um, a really good, it
0: is, yeah, it's, it's a good really storyline. good
1: story. Like, cause like it's all true. Like, yeah, you know, when I mean, you watch you're it, you're it, you're the face of the
0: company and I'm just, you know, so yeah, I mean, it's a believable storyline um without getting too ridiculous when i get into is actually yeah these guys have got a, a genuine beef and a genuine issue When i get into daft in the storyline because you don't need that with these two guys do you basically th- yeah.
1: that's what i mean if, if this what is uh, what this kind of reminds me of is like an nxt style story it's just yeah. like i'm better than you no i'm better than you let's go settle it in the ring yeah and yeah. very si- nice simple story to understand but it can have layers if it's needed.
2: Yeah,
0: but there's yeah various like incredible spots in this stuff to the outside and uh, again in Daniels takes a, a as we get towards the end of the match it's a sizable bump on his head and literally mm. as a, as a man with a bald head I feel <laughs> feel that pain of yeah if you do get a lump on your head it does show more when more no. of your head is exposed.
1: That yeah. lump though looks like the size <laughs> yeah. of AJ's foot. That looks like yeah. AJ just kicked him straight in the head. Yeah.
0: yeah. And it gets bigger, like as the match goes on, like near the end, it's like sticking out almost.
1: I feel um, like there's a, there's only been one time that I've done that to myself. Yeah. Like when I was younger, my mom used to like to cut my hair very, very short. So I was quite bold for so long. Yeah. And I, I don't know why, but one day I ran into a wall, like yeah not on purpose but i ran yeah. into a wall and like i literally had like a comedy bump come out right yeah one time ever that day i decided i would grow hair because i was like if this ever happens and it happened a few times you get bumped on the head and yeah. you're like oh it's cracked it's, it's hidden under the hair like i couldn't do
0: it yeah i mean you think it's hair is like a layer of protection as well i haven't got that you know i've not got that layer of protection so i'm exposed i had a uh, years ago I like a come. i've got a scar on the back of my head where i Mm-hmm. this lump coming up, I thought it was like an ingrown hair, and it kept coming back and back and back. We went to the doctors, and they said, "Oh, it's a blocked sweat gland. So what we'll do is we'll take the top of it off and we'll scrape out the like the, the calcified stuff, which is blocking ah. the sweat gland." And basically, they said, "Like we'll give you a little anaesthetic in the top of your head." So they did, and then mm-hmm. they with a the scalpel, he took the took this top of my head off. <laughs> Jesus. I to yeah, get like it's, a... like it's about that big. It's not like not, not the entire circumference of my head. It's, it's, no, no, I, I'm having this vision of
1: like, <laughs> m- like the monkey brain scene <laughs> from like, it <laughs> like Indiana yeah. Jones.
0: But you know the thing that you scrape the plaque off your teeth with, like the, that little scrapey thing. You yeah. got one of those and then scraped this little area of my head out, scraped all the, whatever was blocking the sweatband and then stitched it back up and said, there's a couple of... Uh, Tramadol, go home and uh he would be fine. And I was like, oh yeah, it's fine. I woke up about six hours later. I was like, there's a fucking massive hole in the top of my head like, in agony, complete agony. And then it took about a week to heal up. So I went to the pub the next night and it, it plaster, like literally stuck on the top of my head. And they're like, oh, what's, what have you done there? It's like, oh, it's, yeah, it's nothing, man. It's just a hole in the top of my head. did my
1: impression of Marcellus
0: Wallace. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's literally like in the in the middle of my but what would be my bold spot if I had any hair around it. Uh but yeah, so yeah, yeah protect, protect that head. I know mate, I know. It's, it's it's probably my most redeeming feature, this this head. But yeah. So I mean yeah, so there's some yeah, bonkers spots and um we end up with a, I think there's a style slash and AJ and Daniels kicks out and Daniels gets the upper hand and it goes for like a Frankenstein the off the top rope. Mm-hmm. And AJ catches him, and then does the uh, stars clash off the. There's one bit of which was like a Daniel's is like a. He gets AJ when he crushes himself on the top rope. Yeah, he's going to go like, he's like, like a, a suplex. Yeah, he's
1: going like like a BME. He's going yeah. for like the biggest moonsault ever, and instead yeah. AJ kind of like catches him. Yeah, but, but like that bit... again, yeah. like that's what AJ, AJ like at this point oh, is yeah. like Randy Orton on like steroids. It's like the amount of people that are like. Because Randy Orton always says that, he goes, I don't pick how someone takes the RKO. They come yeah. to me and say, well, I'm going to jump off the top of this and I'm going to do this and you just need to catch me. And he's like, all I have to do is just catch them. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't do anything. But with AJ, there's a lot of work. And like just oh, yeah. the, the height difference between them yeah. so, to catch him on the road. God damn, it's amazing shit.
0: Yeah, but there's one spot where I think AJ crushes himself on the top of Daniels turns around. And there's a suplex. They're, like, both stood on the middle rope of the Yeah, of the yeah, yeah. And he just suplexes. I mean, yeah. It just seemed like, yeah. But there's lots of stuff in this, in the, in the stuff between these two guys. But, um, yeah, I mean, the finish is like the star slash on the top rope, and then AJ wins. But Daniel always puts me in mind of Richard O'Brien. From the Crystal <laughs> Richard O'Brien! fold but, yeah. The man know, with it. the
1: most luxurious hair in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, could, but yeah, he looks like yeah but no daniel's obviously still going today
1: um I, yeah i think what's what's good about daniel's is that like he is still going today he like even for all the kind of stuff that he did because he did do like you know some pretty like crazy stuff in tna like i i remember seeing him for the first time in triple x and yeah. all the stuff that he was doing with like um, like Elix Skipper and everything. And I, I just thought it was amazing. The fact that he kept in shape and kept going, like, you know, like bad influence. There's so many people. There was a point when you got to remember, Christopher Daniel was in TNA and he was also working um, as an extra on the Pirates of Penzance in like Universal. Yeah, yeah, in Universal <laughs> Studio. He was he was there as like one of the guys because he wanted to still wrestle. And you yeah. can tell that there's someone that really gives a shit about their job yeah that they're like i'm working for a national wrestling promotion that does like nothing right and i've done this for years and years and years i'm also randomly working at like the universal Studios stuff because i want to be close to what i do I, i don't there's many people out there that would have probably hung it up by the time that they're in like wcw and then it gets sold so they don't get anywhere else then they go to the indies and yeah nothing really happens and they get to tna and they get like one chance but they make su- he makes such good use out of it everything that daniels did from that point on 2009 2010 very especially 2009 was some of the values that tna was built on and it was almost a bit sad to see what happened to a lot of those tna originals yeah.
0: only ne- only next year oh we'll get to the- the- oh. we'll get to what daniels does in the next pay-per-view in a minute but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, mean, TNA had a history of people working in uh, the theme park and obviously appearing on the show. Again, involving Daniels later on with the uh, Daniels, AJ, Dixie, Kazarian storyline when uh, Claire Lynch was – she was olive oil, wasn't she, in the theme Mm -hmm.
1: park? Yeah. 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 So weird. Like, Wasn't that like they turned up bad influence and they're just like, hey, so we like to get drunk and spill secrets. Yeah. <laughs> like AJ, and like they, like if you everything that you read about that like if everybody obviously you when you cover it yeah there's a lot of uh there's a lot of people that talk about that particular show because AJ hates it because she's yeah. like look if I was gonna get
2: someone <laughs> like yeah hard,
1: if I was gonna get someone I at least get someone that looked attractive and it's like oh damn man, that's really harsh, harsh. harsh yeah in the, in the AJ she's supposed to be like your crack addicted like baby mama I don't think attractiveness is what they were going for. Like, no. it doesn't really matter. But, uh, but it,
0: all, it all turned out to be the secret plans were all Dixie's husband's birthday party, weren't they? Yeah, Absurge's birthday party, if I remember it's rightly.
1: It's like the whole of the thing ended up becoming like an episode of like Tales from the Crypt. Like yeah. it's like, oh, you have an affair. Oh, I've killed them all. Oh no, I was actually. There's an episode of Tales in the Crypt that actually follows that. There's someone that goes to they kill their wife because they think that they're secretly having a like relationship with their best friend, but yeah. really they were planning a surprise birthday party for him. So when he turns up with the severed head,
0: surprise! Yeah. That's a callback to when I did the episode with uh, UCC Rob about Big Daddy being on This Is Your Life. We- really? <laughs> there's a really, really callback to that. Yeah, yeah. We did, uh, I did some research into This Is Your Life, and Ronnie Barker was going to be on This Is Your Life, but he didn't appear. Uh, his wife was setting it all up, and he was convinced that she was having an affair. <laughs> she was being really secretive. Oh, of course, yeah, because they're secretly, like, yeah. contacting people from their
1: past, And in the end,
0: and... she had to say, like, no, it was. I'm setting you up to be on This Is Your Life, and he was like, oh, I'm not going on. So, Ronnie... <laughs> Ronnie Barker almost left his wife because of uh, This Is Your Life, but that
1: that Michael Aspel, he's a bloody <clears> troublemaker, <throat> <throat> isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Bloody trouble.
0: Right, mate. so that's the end of the show, and my tablet is running out of battery, so <laughs> 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 we go into the <laughs> approach the third hour of the show. So as is as is tradition on the show, we'll now go through the uh, what Dave Meltzer thought about the uh, the TNA Final Resolution. If I can find the uh, the page here, so. This is what Uncle Dave Meltzer thought. So, the first match, Brutus Magnus and the British Invasion against the American Machine Guns gets three and a half stars. Okay, that that, that seems fair. Yeah, the knockout title match gets a star. That also on the Meltzer scale, that seems fair. The Feast of Fire match gets a star. <laughs> cool, I mean, that,
1: was a, that was at <laughs> least two stars, man. Just for Kevin Nash having some more work.
0: Yeah. The uh, Elimination Tag match gets a star and a half. The uh, Lashley-Steiner match gets two and a quarter stars. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Foley-Abyss uh, match gets two and three quarter stars. So that that's gets more interesting. The, yeah. So that is gets interesting, more than the Steiner match, yeah. The Angle-Desmond-Wolf match gets four stars. Okay, yeah. And then the main event gets gets four and a quarter stars. So, Oh, wow. that's up there. So there's only been ever, only to this day, only ever been one five-star TNA match, and that was unbreakable. The triple threat
1: you can see because by that point I think that they lost a lot of what TNA was like like one of the things that I used to love about TNA is just like they would take something and then just expand upon it so like you know we're talking about like feast or Fight it's like hey you've got this one thing we'll just like multi-ball it we're just gonna fucking like throw loads of stuff on and I, I think that some of the things they did just didn't work yeah. but like like when they tried something like it came to the for example like in this night we saw some really good matches but then we saw some really mediocre matches
2: yeah
1: uh and that was only because the the good matches were there in the next few years i think that we started to see them try to rely more on the celebrity side of it like that this is a really big name and then that didn't always translate to a good wrestling experience by someone. So I don't know, it's a it was an interesting time of two thousand nine especially. And you could just see that we were on the precipice of something, but we didn't know that it was gonna be what it was. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: So uh, like I alluded to earlier, the next pay per view was um I can't remember what it was now, but uh Christopher Daniels having been in the main event of this one. Lost to uh Valvenus in Val, Venus. <laughs> to Val, Venus. To Val
1: Venus, didn't he? Yeah. Did. And I, that's what I mean. It's like this was his last big shot. Like, yeah. This was the last time I think that I saw Daniels as like a big deal. And then yeah, we the yeah. next time we've got Valvenus and Chris and Daniels coming out saying, "Hey Valvenus, I've been in like the main event. I can kick your ass." And Valvenus is like, "But well, I know I know. Hulk. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> he wins. And I'm like, "Oh, what the
0: fuck?" It's all cuz of that bump on the head
1: yes yeah. that's what it did but don't you also think that maybe val Venus was trying to steal his gimmick because when he turned up he was also bold maybe
0: maybe maybe that was it they're both ripping off richard o'brien so that's
1: what it was that's what it is that's yeah, what it they're, is mate they're both really just like you know like looking out at the crystal maze for inspiration big fans of the to crystal maze.
0: yeah right we need to go because i'm gonna run out of bad <laughs> <laughs> breaking cafe, but mate so uh, thank you very much I've, I forgot to tell you earlier really that obviously our guests have to pick the final song we play out on a uh, rest their entrance music so I'll give you roughly a minute to think of that but but okay. mate thank you very much for coming on the show you, you know I loved the Wednesday night show and you were a big supporter of the show when it first came out and you used to put over our, you know amusing our shambles of a show was so it, it meant a lot mate it's great getting you on the show and I've loved it it's been a quality chat so
1: Dude, thank you so much. Yeah, it's nice? It's been fun. Um, so I'll get to do a quick. What song should you go out? A wrestler song.
0: Oh, but I, mate, give it. Show, give us all your links as
1: oh well. Oh yeah, of course, course, course. Earlier, think, yeah. it, think it at the same time. So let, let's do that, and then I'll think about it at the same time. <clears throat> yeah. Hi, I'm Fowl Original. You can find me on youtubecom slash Wrestling every now and then. You can also find me at FileOriginal.com for stuff, and then uh, go to my Instagram because I put stuff in my stories. instagramcom slash original. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's my stories. It all happens in the stories. I don't really do anything on Twitter that often. But a wrestling song to go out on should be the Mexico's theme from the Smash. Mexico's theme,
0: mate. Bloody hell. Right. Well, I'll dig that one out. <laughs> <laughs> but, yep, we'll finish on that. Thank you very much, mate. Tomorrow, tomorrow is, is Christmas. So, tomorrow you'll be able to hear our first Christmas cracker, which be myself and Scottish Danny talking about Vince McMahon versus Hulk Hogan from WrestleMania, whichever one it was. I've forgotten now because I'm drunk. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know which 21? one you be. I think it was WrestleMania 21. Doesn't really matter. But yeah, you'll be here about all about that tomorrow. Uh, so thank you very much, guys, for listening to us, sticking with us over the past year. It means a hell of a lot. And, you know, I love you all really. Um, I I made it (laughs) onto a fucking bag bag. You mate. We can retire now, so. Yeah, yeah. But thank you very much for myself and from Fowl. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. But I won't see you because it's an audio podcast, but you know what, I'll fuck And enjoy the Mexicans theme. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. Take care, Merry
2: Christmas.
0: I'm trying to stop recording,
2: but the button (laughs) goes.